I'm going to do a show. You're going to do it? Can I, can I do it with you? Or? Uh, well, that's fair enough. How's the volume on this one today? Uh, is it, now is it too low? No, I, I mean, for me, it can't get low enough, you know? Oh. There it is. Good evening. I mean, that's great. I'm sure the listeners are like, you know, thank goodness I, the song is, uh, it's, um, do you think there's anyone whose favorite part is the song and nope. then they tune out after that? Well, no, I mean, this is an identifier, John. When I was in radio, oh, no. we used these. Oh, oh my God. Right off the bat. I'm a travel mug guy. Every time you say <laughs> you were in radio, I'm going to talk about how I'm a travel mug guy now. And I like my coffee in a travel mug. Stop using sugar now. I'm almost, I've almost gone full black. With the coffee. Remember what I told you about what I said at Starbucks, that joke doesn't fly at Starbucks. Uh, Black like my men from Airplane. Oh, yeah. I told you I did that in the window. And yeah. Then they, the person that was serving me was like 19. They had got, did not get the reference. Had never seen like, Airplane. It was like, okay, white racist. Thank yeah, you. You either thought you were completely racist or you were being really forthcoming about your sexual preferences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was like, dude, it's just Starbucks. It's not necessary. So my headphones, by the way, I'm only getting in one because my headphones from, I, but I found at the Herald. I will probably left there when it was a newspaper. If Bob Hope used those headphones. Probably. RKO it, Radio. It's, it's finally starting to fail me. So. Uh, did you? Is it the connector or is it the actual? It, it comes in and out. So I'm going to continue to this message the whole show. This has got to be the Welcome. longest to you've ever played this song, man. It's... I just take it to see. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. Uh, I'm annoyed and John Huck. <laughs> turn that off. Hey, you know what? You know what? I bet everyone else has turned it. They're like, you know what? We're no. going to turn it off. You know We're what? Done. This is a great day to celebrate Hollywood because former guest won the Emmy. Ah. As Lou, you know, Lou, Yes, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson won uh, the Emmy. Get friend, guest of the show. We can call him friend. Friend. Enough, friend which, uh, as I was talking to Brian... Uh, about this shortly after, because I, I believe if anyone remembers, Foha, Foha, friend of Hollywood, and I'm so Foha. No, okay, all right. Uh, we'll talk about talk about foul boy hats. I told those <laughs> I told those guys we made that word up, and they're like, we'll try to make it stick. Oh, good, good, okay. <laughs> they were I into was, it. I was disappointed that no one no one called us out on our new word. I, uh, I was, I was I proud think, of our word. I actually think someone did. I think someone said foul boy hats, or, or uh, they said something about foul boy. I thought I thought someone wrote something. Okay, but um. Uh, oh yeah. So I th- believe that when Louis was on the show, mm-hmm. uh, on the show, he called in. Uh, he didn't come. Well, here. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was a guest on the show. Uh, but I said, I said, you will be nominated, and if you don't win, it's a crime. I believe. Oh, I, I, I believe I, I said you, that. I don't have the playback on that. Were you? We don't for have the playback. playback. I was not looking for playback. Uh, okay. I'm just looking for acknowledgement that I called it. Okay. Um, but I just think I, I just think it's fantastic that a guy like that who's been around for so long and had, has uh, really never stopped working but kind of fallen out of like like our like Christy asked, you know, what happens to these people if you don't see them on TV, are they gone? Like Louis Anderson was never gone. He was performing in Vegas, he was performing all over the country, probably all over the world, but you know, this is nice uh Kind of the and he talks about his upbringing and his parents and everything and and everything he went through with them and I think he admit you know he took all those characteristics for that character from his mom I think that's just I I don't know I thought it was a really every once in a while someone wins an award and you're like oh they're, they they should be acknowledged for their work you yeah know what I mean so and you're like that was really fantastic we had it on TV I didn't know when his his part was going to come up and uh, it was one of those things where like. You're like, oh, this is cool. This yeah. is the first time I've actually watched an award show where I knew the person sitting in there could potentially, like, it would be like something like watching a sporting event where you can actually go. Like, I've watched a million um, 
award shows, but I don't care. I mean, if somebody, I don't know you. If you win, I thought you were great. It just, I have no personal connection to you. Like, I don't care. Right. But that one, like, I literally, like, jumped up out of my seat. Like, it was we just, it was like, you know. I mean, I've definitely known people that have won awards, like, you know, um, and I've been happy for them. Uh, like, things as big as Emmys and stuff like that. But yeah. Okay, so once again, you just wanted to... No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I, I just feel like... I'm going to find look back it, and see if I can find anybody else I've known so we can it's so compete ran- there. It's so random, though. You know, Like, Andy Samberg won an Emmy for Dick in the Box. Do right. you know what I mean? He right. won an Emmy for that song. That is so random. Yeah, that's very random. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm not saying Andy shouldn't be praised for his work because no, no, no. it's but hilarious. When you say but when poor Dick in a Box, it right, also sounds but a lot. But Louis Anderson, like, this is a role... I mean, was it? Did he win it? Is it in the comedy category? Yeah, it was best supporting actor in a comedy. In a comedy, okay. Yeah. Because when you look at baskets, it is a comedy, but it is not a comedy in the traditional sense where you're like, uh, okay, fat guy falls down, ha ha, funny. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's not a Bud Light commercial with no, men with mustaches and dresses. No, it, it's, it's, it's yeah, a little more complex. Than that. Yeah, man, it's really. By the way, just so people understand, that's his third Emmy. That he's won. Oh, he won two daytime cool. Emmys for his cartoon back in the '90s, which is funny because I did not know he won two daytime Emmys for yeah. Bobby's. Uh, not Bobby's World. That was Howie Mandel. His cartoon Louis. Yeah. It was yeah. called Louis, right? Life with Louis. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was Life with Louis. Life with Louis. Yeah, he was a kid. He was a, yeah. was a cartoon. Yeah, version. I remember that commercial. I remember. Anyway, I watched yeah, so that cartoon. And so what's fu- what he's finding out is that his audiences are um, the people that are watching him on Zach's show grew up seeing him as the cartoon character, where you and I grew up seeing him as a stand-up comedian. Oh wow! And the that's Fry how guy, they first saw yeah, him. They don't know him as a stand-up and as the Fry guy. They know him as the cartoon kid from. Then he disappeared, yeah, and, and now disappeared. he's on Zach wow. Galifianakis. Show on did, FX. Yeah, <laughs> and did uh, uh, what was the Richard Dawson show? Family, family Feud. feud. Oh family yeah, feud. he was. All right. Well, so oh, oh, awesome, Lou. And by well, by the way, one other guest, Aaron Hayes, on a show. I found out she's well. She's on the show that just aired. The um, well, Kevin can Kevin wait, wait, which but, I watched yesterday. But no, but that's not what I want to talk about. So brief conversation with our, some a mutual friend of ours said, you know, Aaron lives right in that neighborhood where that bomb went off, and I was like, you got to because you're out like literally like on that street. Oh, she, the one in New York. She happened to not be day. home that night. Yes, she happened to not be home that night. That oh my god, isn't that crazy? That's terrifying. Yeah, it's, she's fine though. Anyway, I just I thought that was an interesting. Well, my, I was just though. gonna say because she was on Children's Hospital. That show also won a couple of Emmys. It did. The um, they call them the Creative Arts Emmys, I believe. Is the yeah, but that's that what Andy. That, but it's still an Emmy. It's just they have it at a different award it's different, show. Yeah, it's yeah. not different. It's the it's an Emmy. No, I'm saying it's a different event. It's a different event. Yes, but it's the same. Stature yeah. of award. So um, that's uh, our bragathon part of the show. No, right? it's not because uh, my point of the whole thing this, is we'll we've had Aaron this. on the show, we've yeah. had Louis on the show. That's bragging. They're still. both Emmy winners. <laughs> you can now say that the Hollywood Anonymous podcast is an Emmy award winning show. <laughs> I think I think that we could just go without being false falsely advertising ourselves. We could say, "Welcome to the award winning." The Emmy-winning Hollywood Anonymous podcast. Okay. I know that they do nominate people for or podcast for some awards, but I don't know what those awards the potties? are. The potties. There you go. That would be awesome if it guests. was called. The, by the way, we potties. are mobile, but let's 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 bring in our guest. Uh, I, I guess we will we will call you a comedian to start, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'll explain. And then we'll throw why. rocks at you, like. Yeah. What? Cool. Uh, Danielle well, I'm Press. a woman, so it makes sense. Yeah, well, you see, help okay. me with rocks. I didn't know you were a woman. Can we ch- can we stop and oh, record well, with someone else? No right, ladies so, on the show. That's right. We have a rule. Uh, but Danielle Press, thank you for having us over at your house. That's what I was going to say. Was not only are you a comedian, you are also yet another guest of this show that also happens to live proximity. in my neighborhood. <laughs> guest by proximity. But we decided to come to your place. 
which I was bragging to John about how portable I was. I was impressed with how portable the, the setup is because it is not a simple setup. It, this isn't a microphone plugged into a computer. Would I just you hope. Agree? I hope. Yeah, no, it's impressive setup. I hope you're not you're on the go. But I hope you're not spoiling it for the listeners who think we're in some elaborate sound booth with like a studio mixer. It's Danielle's elaborate sound. A booth. ninety, a ninety mic, a ninety uh, channel board. Well, I like the view better here than at your place. Is that bad? No. Do you guys want to rent out my podcast space? <laughs> oh my God. All of a sudden, just made a podcast studio. We make no money, but let's give you money so that we can do the <laughs> exactly. show. That sounds We were talking great. about that before off air. For those of you who enjoy podcasts, which you do, obviously, if you're listening to this or you just you're, get stuck on here and you can't get it off. You don't know how to computer. You can't figure <laughs> out my how to delete mom it. My who's like, I don't know how to make it stop. Make it stop. I've just added six more podcasts somehow. <laughs> but it's extremely important that you understand wherever you are, wherever you live, do not pay somebody Never to do, do your podcast. Podcast. Oh God, no! Yeah, but people don't know that. People no, will I know. Pay. But that's what I feel bad for is like people that come, like, and it, and this has got to be less common now because the internet is such a an easy tool to use. But before, if you moved to Los Angeles and you start to audition, you don't know that it's weird that you're going to someone's apartment if they try. You know what I mean? Like there are oh, people. Is, people, I mean, people are creepy. People are super creepy. What's the creepiest thing you've had to do since you got into this business? Where? I, that you thought was a little bit odd. No one's been that creepy with me, but I've heard of like guys like running shitty valley shows, basically being like, "If you want time, you know, you gotta." Oh, I've heard. Really? I've heard dudes say, "I used to People get blowjobs when I ran I would, shows." There's they're shitty nobody comics in the valley. And these are people that don't understand, like, right? Oh, that's not going to lead anywhere. Works. You know what I mean? They don't get. They like, oh, they run an open mic. <laughs> they think that they're like the biggest person doing comedy. They yeah. know because they just because they don't know. know. Yeah, they should yeah. just remember the part about open. I mean, it's open to everyone. There's really no no like, not exclusive. But I think with the internet now, you can look. You can like rules of auditioning. Well, don't go to someone's house. Like, well, the internet's I mean? pretty good about uh, is it, getting better about creep patrol too. Like when yeah. something happens, the mm-hmm. as we've learned most recently, I think was it New York had yeah. a bunch of like mm-hmm. that stuff comes out and people are, finally it just it gets out. I know that the New York that was interesting to get your take on that. Um, before we get into your your life story, but it, the, it, from a woman's perspective, I know one of the big beefs that come up with probably just more troll based or men's just ignorance of like, well, if it's that big of a problem to you, why don't you call the police? That seems to be this this recurring theme when it comes to especially sexual abuse or rape. The attack always seems to go back to the woman. It always goes to that same thing. Well, if it was if it really was a crime, why didn't you treat it like one? How dare you? Do you yeah. Is that a surprise or not a surprise to you that that's how they approach this? I mean, it's not a surprise because that's just what happens in that's just what happens when people talk about sexual abuse like even outside of comedy like i mean even with the cosby thing you know what i mean like documented people had gone to the police people still don't want to believe that people still didn't care but even with if you like the statistics are basically like one in three like women will be sexually assaulted in her lifetime Good Lord. Or something like that. And so it's like, you know people who this has happened to, and for whatever reasons, they didn't feel safe at the time, you know, to go through that kind of litigation. He said, she said, you're turning your whole world. Because usually it's not a stranger in the bushes no. coming after you. It's, it's someone you know. It's someone you trust. And someone, family uh, and members, all someone your, connected to your family, connected to your friend circle. Yeah, I was going to say. And then other people are like, and then, it, then it gets to be, like you said, he said, he said yeah. she said Well, he's never is, done that to me. And it's yeah. like, well... 
you're not a woman and he's never been like creepy and alone with you. Right. Like, you're not his target. And even if you were a woman and he hadn't, and he was alone with you, it doesn't just cause he didn't choose you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. You know, it's just the, the, the way things are being dealt with now is just very interesting to me. Like the, 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 uh, the polarizing lines, like there's no gray areas. There's no coming together in the middle. It's either everything is, is 100% right. Or one hundred percent wrong. Whether it's we talked about the other week, it's about whether it's taking a knee at a sporting event, which really shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it turns into this. You know what I mean? Like everybody has to take a stand. There's no like, well, oh, that did happen to you. We should talk about it. Yeah. Let's figure it out. And it's more like, really, I don't know who's the person. Well, I like them better, so I'm going to go ahead and have yeah. to not believe you, no matter whether it's right or not. Like the whole Kurt Metzger thing, which was really nuts, where he's like, well, I finally got to talk to this woman. And I believe her. And it's like, she doesn't really need to prove anything to you. Right, that's like, a little self-righteous, not, right? Yeah. You're not the cops. You're not any sort of, you're not the comedy police that you're so like interested in. Like, you know, you don't want them to come down on you. It's like, no one has to prove, that's the whole, everyone's been telling you that they don't need to do that. Right. That her saying this happened should be enough. I know, I applaud UCB and uh, Creek in the Cave for taking that hard line with it. And hopefully it sets a tone for other theaters and comedy clubs. Yeah, and look at nobody... Did you guys explain what we're talking about? Because I mean, <laughs> well, I know no, what we're talking no, about because well, we didn't I'm really on get it I... and I follow it. But it's like we just went into this conversation I about just, well, I mean, sexual we... assault, and people are probably like, ah, "Am I on the wrong channel?" <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I guess it, I'm it, stuck it, on this podcast. Yeah, now people are definitely trying to get the hell away from it. All right, yeah, I don't remember how we got on the subject because once again, it says so my brain. Works are you from so. New York? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. I grew up in this. Actually, area. I found out she grew up in this area. Did you go to my, so my kids go to the little the little elementary school up on the top of the mountain? Is that did you go? I didn't go there, but I went to the self realization. I will not say which one it is. But. Fellowship for Halloween. Okay. <laughs> for yes, Halloween. Used, I don't know if yeah. they do those anymore. They used to do big Halloween festivals. They did a Halloween festival. They did a little Halloween play with like Frankenstein and the Mummy. They had a Glinda the Good Witch that you could go to sit on her lap like a weird Santa thing. A Santa thing, and she'd give you candy. Mm-hmm. It was totally. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. It was cool because there were no kids in my neighborhood. My sister and I were like the only kids. Oh, so you could do that. Oh, as kids, you could do that. Because otherwise, I'd go trick or treating around these like hippie old people houses and get like raisins and apples. apples. Boo. Boo. People who give out raisins and apples. Raisins, apples. Pencils. I used to get pencils. You got pencils? I got an eraser once. Oh, an eraser. Even more lame. My God! Or Trick or treat t- here or, for your homework. That's not what I, I'm not out right now. We dude, are out here or, to avoid everything school related. Or mini toothpastes. I will fight Wait, you. Somebody gave you a mini toothpaste. So condescending. Yeah. I didn't. I the, the one I never understood was the homemade candy. Ooh, did that, you ever get any homemade back, candy? Back in the day, it was okay, but now I would Stranger never. Stranger Danger was pretty big in like the late '80s, early '90s, so I didn't really get homemade candy. But I mean, I've just anybody that was even thought it was okay to give something that they made, like a cookie well, or that, anything. But, like it's just like it, my like, whole thing was like it had to be in a package that came from strangers at a manufacturing company. Well, like right, any even the apple. I'm, I I no apple. Like anything that you that could have been. Right, fuck Messed with. with, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. But I think if you, like if my neighbor, if my immediate neighbors in the area that I went trick-or-treating as a kid gave me some homemade shit, my mom would be like, yeah, okay, you know, Mrs. Kisner made that or Mrs. Lee made that or whatever, it's fine. But you fine. still didn't eat it, right? You no, your totally dad. eat okay. it, you know, it was fine. Oh. But but I, like now, you can't, but I always think, because my mom, like we come from a kind of a small town, so we would, my mom every year would like, the mailman at Christmas would get, your dad. A plate of cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah, the mailman and my dad would make out. No, your dad. No, they'd get a they'd get a, the a plate of cookies. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, 
uh, that she made. But you can't. And I always think about that. Oh, maybe I should make my mailman some cookies or something for Christmas. And I'm like, he would think a Los Angeles mailman. If I was like, <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? We've had like six encounters all year. And every time I've been hung over, oh my, my hair has God. been messy. But I made you some cookies, yeah. bro. Like, you would he, not he's going to be like, cookies. oh, thank you. Turn around, throw them right in the garbage can in front yeah, of me. No and be choice. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't just be taking food from weirdos. Technically, mailmen are male people. <laughs> Male people are not allowed to accept gifts valued over twenty five dollars. Well, so I'm, they can't accept they're not gifts. gold bar cookies. They would just be like regular chocolate How chips. How would you know though? I don't. I have here's a twenty six dollar gift I think it's certificate. They're technically some form of like government employee. Some form. They are so like definitely government employee. You know, fucking with the mail is a federal offense. That's true. Yeah. Like it's a real Dude, thing. So. Postmaster General. He's a general, and he pre- takes it pretty damn serious. Okay. You guys watch Seinfeld? <laughs> Wilford Brimley was the postmaster general. <laughs> takes it very seriously. Kramer tried to protest the mail, uh, the post office for junk mail, oh and he, Jerry was like, how's the protest going? He goes, good. I was out in front of the post office all day, and not one person went in. Jerry said, I was like, it's Sunday. He's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> anyway, Seinfeld was fun, huh, guys? Back to sexual <laughs> assault. Did you read that 9-11 Seinfeld specs? No, not yet, but I heard so it was hilarious. Funny. I heard it was hilarious. And whoever but it wrote it... was written it, after the... It was written... Um, like this recently. Recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like he was writing for something and like... I hope it's Had the, writer's block and just started working on this thing. Is it the same guy who writes the Seinfeld now, like the Twitter account, like modern day Seinfeld Twitter? Because those... He does... He'll do a breakdown of a show... In like three three lines, you know, an A and a B and a C mm-hmm. plot, and they'll be all very, very <laughs> funny. Like Jerry's iPad connects to his girlfriend's Wi-Fi, and like his stuff goes all through the. You know what I mean? Like modern <laughs> problems, like Kramer's internet goes down, and he like just random, but it's really well thought out and very funny. I would like to think it's the same guy. I've done no research on any of this. It's probably not. No, but it's but, not, I mean, that's a good theory. But I, I also know. think that the, whoever wrote the 9-11 Seinfeld script, that's kind of going to lead to a writing deal somewhere. It's so funny. Seeing this so what happens. Perfect. I'll have to read it now. I had heard about it, but I didn't. Uh, I never got yeah. around to reading it because I was like, is it more than like four or five pages? Or like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a spec script. Might, might, might be like the size of a TV show. 22. I probably would have been in. <laughs> 22, yeah. Gonna have to. That's probably 22. Can you read it to me, John? I can. It'd be great. Face, can you FaceTime read it? Mm. That'd be super Aww. sweet. We'll Skype it. So you grew up in California. So you're straight up Cal. Los Angeles, okay. yeah. And are you one of those ones? So you, obviously, you, you, you traveled in New York. Are you one were of you, those ones? You, well, meaning that like, you know, people like make fun of West Coasters like that. They think, well, where else would I go? Why would I travel anywhere? I mean, it's so amazing here. Is that kind of how you grew up? Or have, or have you kind of experienced a little bit of... Um, I mean, but the coast. I haven't really spent time in like the Midwest, yeah. really. I mean, I did go to Minneapolis in February to visit my best friend. And you were like, and that's already. enough. And, and that was my really, time. Ugh, now, well, I'm going back to Minneapolis next month for 10,000 laughs. So I'm excited to do that, to be there and not the dead of, of winter. winter. Just the sort of cold ass November yeah. um, or okay. October. Uh, 10,000 laughs festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where they got that name? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, Minnesota is the land of ten thousand lakes. Oh, wow! Did you read that in a Seinfeld spec script? Yeah, it was okay. a spec script about the Boundary Waters. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it was great. That's awesome. No, that'll be cool though. That'll be fun, and it won't I'm excited. be. Excited? Yeah, I've never cold. been there to do comedy. So. All right, and the fall is awesome. That's my the favorite time of year, and that area that time of year is the best. I think. 
Why only the coast? This is when I, this is when, I, when when you're a West Coaster and you say you end up on the other coast. Sure. What is it? What is it causes people to just go coast to well, coast and fly over the rest? I'm Dominican. In your case. My parents were born in the Dominican Republic and then were raised in New York. So oh, okay. my mom so grew up in Queens. My dad grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, so I have a lot of family still in New York. Okay, how'd they, they end up out here? Um, well, then they went to school in Boston, like they were going to college there and then they realized they got married and they were like, oh, we don't have to live in the freezing. Yeah. Oh, there's other places that are just sunny all the time. Why don't we try one of those places? (laughs) Wow. So they moved out here to Los Angeles. No attachments? Burned their winter jackets. They did. (laughs) So no family attachments? They just, they pick. Yeah. They just pick Los Angeles and, uh, and now I'm the only Dominican girl in Los Angeles, California. (laughs) Everybody went back the east. O- the only one? Well, have have you ever met another Dominican person? I don't get out a lot and meet people to begin with. <laughs> no, but you watch baseball. They're in baseball. They, they, wow, they're in baseball. Not from here. They import them. They they. But wouldn't that's true? That's true. They don't they, they don't come out of Los Angeles. They, they're fully formed baseball. Those players. guys have crazy stories. Some of them how they yeah, how they yeah. got here. Like yeah. Yasiel Puig is like whatever you want to say about that guy. Uh, first way, off, you could say his name a little bit better, Pu- but that, Puig Puig. Okay. Puig? It's Puig. All right. Puig. Unless everybody else is saying it wrong, I think it's Puig. I'm saying it right. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. Is he Dominican? <laughs> uh, no, he's from somewhere else, but he... Uh, okay, great. So we're just completely but still, but I'm right just now saying, like, conflating all baseball players. No, right. no, no. I'm just saying a lot of those guys, when they come from places like that, that it's, it's, it's rough on them. Yeah. So your parents, your parents went to school. Fuck off. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was agreeing with you. It may have sounded like I didn't, but that's not what I meant. I was trying. I was trying to. As you were talking, I was trying to remember what we had because I got yeah, criticized I, I, for how I handled the sexual assault story. Wow. We haven't. So I wanted to remember. What's he batting? Is he batting? We still haven't gone back. One to and that. zero, two and zero. I don't know how. No, how my batting average work? is about two thirty eight right now, and that's not good. <laughs> wait, wait until I have my stroke question on you, and then you'll really. So um, here it comes. I'm already getting my stroke question right now. Uh, so your parents, they lived in the New York area. They, mm-hmm. what, what, but why Los Angeles? That's what I was curious. What, what, oh, I don't know. I don't think I really asked them why There was Los no Angeles. specific job that brought them out here? My father went to Boston School of Optometry. Okay. And then he came out here, and I guess the plan was to just like open up a practice. My when. mom went to Boston Museum School. So she was like, I'm going to marry a doctor and do art. Like, I was going to say, museum school. That yeah. doesn't sound like a lucrative. like Pottery, ceramics, oh. you know, very lucrative. Okay. Kind of stuff that if I would have said that's what I'm going to go into, my dad would have laughed. Really, that you, <laughs> that's bringing in that, that big sweet, box. sweet, the big box. When did, what, Etsy what, money. What, um, what decade did they move out here? They came out here in the early 80s. Early 80s, okay. Yeah. Ooh. And okay. so um, it must have been a weird time to just move into move to LA. The less than zero decade. Yeah. Oh right? my gosh. Yeah, that's wild. But they weren't really like in the canyons or anything like that. But um, I think they lived like on the west side for a little bit, and then they got a house in Mount Washington, and that's the place that I grew up in. And where do they live now? Which is close to where we are, right? Mount Washington? Yeah, yeah we're like right in the far. middle. Yeah. Um, it's like on the other side of the hill. It, 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 I'm t- technically the same zip code. As the school, the next yeah, school. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the wrong side of division. Oh, uh, yeah. I know what yeah. you mean by that. So the, um, but the thing about that area, 
<laughs> is no one knows about that area. It used to be like a hunting mountain or like oh, a getaway mountain. Washington? Yeah. yeah. Like and a- so like <laughs> when you when people move to Los Angeles, like when I used to work downtown, nobody moves here to work downtown. Nobody <laughs> moves here to go to a place. Where Mount Washington? The what? Everybody goes to their either the valley <laughs> or the West Hollywood or Santa Monica or Venice And they only Beach. go to the valley because it's this, close to Hollywood We live in an area <laughs> that's still for many people when you explain to them where you live, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about if they're not from here. And, and they, they moved But they could have lived here forever though too and still never been like them. Eagle People, Rock. You can, Mount Washington and, and this area, Eagle Rock, all that is foreign to anybody who doesn't want to believe there's anything past the five except for Pasadena. Oh yeah. Oh, God. That's um, Altadena? <laughs> the milk. Good point. Um, but so they eventually came out here and what was it like growing up in this area? And the only reason why I asked that is because I remember before I moved out here, there was a lot of, and again, this is not the same area, sure. but in, in a broad stroke, mm-hmm. Echo Park was dangerous. Highland oh, yeah. Park was very Whoa. dangerous. A lot of very dangerous Mexican mm-hmm. mafia gangs and the Avenue gangs controlled this area. Is, am, I, am I making that up or no, is that kind of how it was? So my, um, they came out here. My dad worked at an optometrist's office and eventually bought his own practice in Echo Park. Echo Park, okay. So it's like on Sunset. It's like across the street from where the old Baragans used to be. And so that office has been there for like over 30 years. You know, it's turned into the last night, that like awful British pub. Uh, But it's like Armando Baragan. Like there's, it's like, it was a really big Mexican restaurant and they have one in Glendale and one in Burbank. Okay. But it's been there forever. Um, but it's like on that little street. Like, do you know where like Sunset Beer Company is? Well, John and I apparently are, are don't we, get out anywhere. <laughs> are we close to Dodger Stadium at this point? We are very close okay, to Dodger yeah, Stadium. That, okay, You're good, like on yeah. Sunset, close, you know, um, that that big drive that goes down to Sunset from Dodger Stadium? Yeah, uh, Elysian Parkway? Yeah. Yeah. It's by there, close okay. to there. All right. I used to live on, uh, I used to live right there on Kensington off Douglas. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's like, Basically, I guess the biggest, the closest one is like Lovetta Terrace and Sunset. So yeah, it's like right there. above, uh, if you if you go down from Dodger Stadium and then up, you know this is turning in, into an SNL skit, right? You're now, an right? Angelino, <laughs> you're an Angelino Heights, right? And they don't like to say Echo Park. I was like, oh, yeah. we're in Echo Park, and the guy who lived below me was like, uh, it's Angelino Heights, Angelino and I was like, Heights. it's whatever you say. It is crazy guy with a mustache. <laughs> That's a big thing out here. People like to identify themselves with a very specific. Look like, at, yeah, no, I when I started the the show that I do gentrification and I put Highland Park because we did it in the back yard people like isn't that glass owl park and it's like wow you got us big deal come are you coming though surprise question mark (laughs) i'm gonna stop you there for one second because i want to tell you that um how we even got to this point because you and i did not know each other Mm -hmm. physically know each other at all until today we're neighbors we live down the street from each other wait what you guys haven't met until today no he just showed up to my house with that so that's what we do now we just knock knock podcast Hi, how you doing? You got any stories you want to tell? But I will explain to you how I even know that you live in this neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> so another I past went guest. I your mail. And yes, <laughs> as I do with everybody, <laughs> but not the federal crime way, the other way. The, um, by having a nice conversation with the mailman that I tip. So um, I, uh, one of our other guests and fellow neighbors, Nate Cordry, and I, we both love the NFL. We love football and stuff like that. And so... We, he's a Patriots fan, I'm a Packers fan, and we would do these things. We were pulling pranks on each other. Okay. So one night, I come home, and there are signs in my neighborhood saying, comedy show tonight. <laughs> and I start driving slower, and I'm like, fucking Nate. 
What did he do? I thought that he had started putting signs all pointing over to your house. Like, ha ha! Brian's a comedian, and I'm gonna point all these signs and just and I was I was expecting to pull up in front of my yard and have shit all over my front yard. That's so funny. And as I keep going, I'm like. I'm getting closer to your house and then I'm noticing there's people kind of hanging out front and, then I, and now I'm completely blown away because nobody does comedy in backyards. This is here, right? <laughs> this is here. Okay. So I go home and I'm like, all right, this is weird. Like nothing goes, because this, this neighborhood is just, that's not how this neighborhood rolls. Yeah. So I just wandered over here and there's some people out front. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, comedy show down the thing. You can go down there. <laughs> and I walk downstairs, packed, Wow. Lights, seats, packed house. Couldn't probably, about, I don't know, it looked like about 50 people to me. Melinda Hill is on stage telling jokes. And then she brings you up and you start telling jokes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like, I don't know anybody here. I don't know what I'm doing here. This is really weird. And I just left and I ran away and I never talked to you again. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. But oh, I, I, so I always knew you lived here, but I said nothing. And then I, and then we, because I never, we talked about this when I first met you, is that this is not the type of neighborhood like you grew up in where you always yeah. see people out front. Yeah. And hey, you, Steve, how yeah, are you? you, you Your lawn looks people. like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't run into people. We I don't know what has happened to our society or specifically this neighborhood, but it seems like everybody runs to their cars, gets into them, puts their head down and they're gone going where the they're internet going. technology. No one's really maps. hanging out in their front yard. That's really yeah. what I mean by that. There's no hanging no out. No King of the Hill yard. stuff yeah. going yeah. on. No back no. alley beer drinking. Yep. No. Yep. yep. No, there's a lot of beer yep. drinking, probably a lot of drinking, but just not inside by yourself with the lights out so no one can see you. And then I, mean, I believe you went to Quincy's more. taping, HBO taping. Mm-hmm. And I and I told you, I said, that's my neighbor. I should go over and talk, and then. And I said, there. "Dude, I'm borderline blacked out. Thanks for that. Like, I don't remember that. No, this is no, no, no. This is before the show. You weren't drunk yet. Anyway, and I was just about to go over and talk to you, and then somebody walked over and said, "You guys got to go in right away." And then I was like, "All right, I'm clearly gonna never say a word to this person. That's why I reached out to you on Facebook. Oh my god, and set this whole thing up because I was just like, all those mix." Yeah, near miss moments. So, um, <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about this talk comedy about show. This comedy why show I haven't been booked on it, it yet? <laughs> well, no, no. But, but I want to talk about this comedy show because it is, it is unique and it, it's it's unique in the fact that people. It's almost like a pop, you know they do pop up restaurants and pop up and and I was really impressed with the fact that it didn't. You know, you hear backyard, you're like, oh, there's no way this can be good. But the way you go in and it's set up, it's no different than any other comedy show that would be done outside of a comedy club. Thank it you. worked. And so I was really like, well, I didn't know these things could actually work. You know I, what I mean, I'm, like, there are a few people that do really I, good backyard. I was going to say, shows. I've never done a bad backyard comedy show. They're fun. I'm just saying that if you think about it, though, you would think there'd be so many issues outside for one, just outside. Well, yeah, Angry but neighbors I mean, for two. Like, that's happened. That's definitely happened. I've been at one where where somebody went crazy and was like, I gotta fucking work in the morning. But and then they were everyone started yelling back like, tomorrow's Sunday. And she's like, Does anybody? I work you? at the library. It went on for like 20 that's minutes. Right. And people that, like, so it's the, the library. Show. Mary's closed. No, it wasn't. That's this lady amazing. was, she lost her mind, dude. She came out and was like holding the fence and like, it was like Red Dawn, like, avenge me! She was screaming and they were ever, and like the owners of the place, the people who rented the apartment were having the party, but they were being very nice, but then like, you get a bunch of, couple of drunk dickhead oh, comics and like, like, fuck you lady! And it was like, oh God, dude. So that was the last time they did a show there, is what you're saying? No, we moved okay. it all into the living room. It? it was uh, Aristotle and Adrian. Um, Earhart? Yeah, they oh. had a, uh, they used to have, I don't know if they still live in the same place, they used to have an apartment and out back, they had this kind of little yard with like a tiki Oh, that's fine. But see, that's not all their property. No, like, that was all thing. your property. And there. you were, and you, this was an apartment building. So oh, it was like, Jesus. and there was a, an apartment building right next door. So I could see that being an issue. Yeah. I mean, but again, we went into the living room and I had a great, I had a great time. It was a fun show. Everybody yeah. like stayed 
positive and it was a good it was a good I had a good I don't Wait, know Wait that same say. night you guys moved in? Yeah we just moved oh, you know, yeah. to the living room But yeah. you've had no problems here your, Well um, I so we did the first one that was great we did the second one Brian Was that the first one that I saw? You saw the first one okay. After the second one uh, our neighbor who comes and takes care of my direct neighbor uh, she was like this will not happen again. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not a question. <laughs> oh, but at statement. least, you know what, though? At least she came to you, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because I, I would rather Versus that, like... organizing the neighborhood against you and no one wants to look at you and talk to you anymore and no, that's how you no, find no, out. No, but I mean, like, instead of just calling the cops and being like, shut this fucking down. Yeah. Like, she was like, look, you had your fun. I, I let it happen. <laughs> She's, yeah, basically We're that done was, with these. We're like, done. No more. Yeah. Was it a late I, issue? I can appreciate was it a loud that. issue or you don't really know? It was It was the fact that the secret staircase is right by her. So it's just basically bringing people into the neighborhood that they don't know. Yeah, you know, pe- people above the mattress line. Let's <laughs> Above the mattress yeah, line. You, you live on a hill, that. you know, uh, uh, and you pay for living on a hill and not having to deal with, like, people below the hill. And but, like, yeah, but basically, like, this is a quiet... Line? What does it mean? It means you know, the, people like throw the people throw their mattresses out on the street, street, but that doesn't happen up here. Up here, that doesn't happen so You're much. above the mattress line. Yeah. I like that. Got it. That's okay, really interesting. funny. Now, but, is that because you like an equator thing? No, I mean, or you but, know that like, one. Well, I figured out what yeah. she was talking about because every time you drive around like annoying areas that are not on a hill, there's mattresses all over the place. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I got something new. I'm excited. <laughs> can I get to know? Yeah. Can yeah. I tell you that people people that lived when I first moved to here, me and my friend lived in an apartment above this uh, really nice family. They were really great, but like local. Like he was the guy. Who was like it's Angelino Heights, big guy, big mustache, <laughs> you know, always grilling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check out my little cars and he had like little I'm like alright and then we had a, people who lived in front of us um, and they were like a nice kind of like I would say a hippie couple almost you know what I mean mm-hmm. like probably the first kind of hipsters to live start living in that area at the time you know and uh, my buddy we would hang out with him we'd go back and forth and, and, and go over there or whatever and drink beers and, and one time my friend came back to the apartment he goes don't, don't go over there again and I go why not and he goes <sighs> they're sleeping on a mattress they found on the street and I go what and he goes Dude, she was itching in front of me, and I go, "What's wrong?" She goes, "I think I got bed bugs from my mattress." Come on, you can't take a mattress. And my and my buddy goes, "Whoa, what? Where did you get the mattress?" And he's, she goes, "Off the street." And my buddy goes, "I gotta go," and just turned around and left. And he was like, "You're sleeping on a mattress you found on a street in Los Angeles? Like that's like going, hey, there's a half full soda bottle. I'm gonna drink it." It's like. No, No, the answer is absolutely not. Anyway, so I've been doing that for a year. Don't tell Nicole. So are you? So you're saying. She thinks we got a new mattress. I used the money uh, for something else and then just found a mattress on the street. I can only say this because this show will air before then, but John's only a couple weeks away from getting married. He's a big boy Congratulations. Now. Yeah, he's a big boy. We're, we're, we're in a countdown. He's, he's growing up like the Hell rest yeah. of us. Hell yeah. Thank he's you. coming a big boy. Um, so no more shows? Uh, yeah, no, we do it. So, we, <laughs> so I killed that neighbor, do threw do her body so. down the hill. She's dead. Um, <laughs> she I said, this won't happen again. I say, oh, yeah. We quote unquote solve that problem, Brian, <laughs> by using a little bit of carpet, if you know what I'm saying? Roll, roll, roll. Hold uh-huh. it. All right, and then so threw anyway. it down on the mattress <laughs> <That's> line. <laughs> <laughs> Left it out for the garbage, man. <laughs> now, um, so we bounced around a little bit. We did it in like this like art, live, work loft space that was downtown insane no it was like here in like glassell park like close to where the super a foods is on division Mm -hmm. super there's like these like live work art loft space and it was 
pretty wild. Apparently, the people that let us do it were technically squatting, and then they were like, oh. "So the power may not work." Oh, like, and I was like, "Cool." So now I have to like find a generator. Get a generator. <laughs> Get a uh, it all worked 9, out. Nine thousand foot extension cord. There was like this like feral child that was like barefoot, just kind of walking around during. The comedy show was interesting, but it was fun. You know, everyone was like, ooh, secret location, you know? (laughs) Um, And then uh, we did it in another venue that does a lot of backyard shows in Echo Park, Lotto Grotto. Okay. They do a lot of backyard shows there. So So it's it's fine. You're just moving around. We we moved it around, but now we found a stable location. We're at Avenue 50 Studio in Highland Park. Okay, so you're not here anymore, though. You're done. Yeah, we're not. You decided to respect the wishes of those that the power is. Yeah, well, why draw the ire of your neighbors? Like, what's what's, what good does that do? It's not worth it. It's It's not not worth the argument. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, If you were making a million dollars a show, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. So let me ask you this, though. to be quiet. so you obviously like the concept because otherwise it would have just it, uh, the one the, the good and the bad of it is the good is it's at your house so it's a heck of a yeah. lot easier mm-hmm. <laughs> you got you don't have to go very far to do your show sure the uh, the bad is it it's at your house so yeah. a lot of people are coming over to your house yeah so do you so you obviously like the concept though that you are willing to keep this going I would love to yeah I mean it just really it's and why just... do you like the concept because it's fun because it turns into a party you know like you're going to someone's backyard. It feels a little bit more of like a secret event rather than just like going to a comedy club or a traditional comedy venue and encourages because, you know, comics, they do their set and they bounce. They're like, oh, I got to do another Mm -hmm. set. Yeah. Go. It kind of encourages people to hang out and watch other people and and people. And so that would be my next thing is whenever you get outside, there's that. It's kind of like the same concept of places that have comedy and don't turn the TVs off. There's there's extra distractions yeah. to the comedians, so that could always always be the fear as well is that there's too much going on. Or a hell, we're in Los Angeles, a helicopter comes over, <laughs> interruptions, if you will. So you don't. It, it actually you haven't had that big of a problem with it. No, the, the people are really focused on the comedy when the comedy happens. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay, it's a good time. Outdoor comedy shows. Yeah, I'd love to do the show sometime. All right, okay, let's not turn this into you getting booked on a show. <laughs> Let's focus on the marriage first, Brian, okay? here's the deal. I'm going to do... You're already booked. You're booked for a long time. I'm, well, I'm going to record my new CD at the reception of my wedding. Oh, good. And, it's called um, John's, John's Speech. It's called, John's getting married. It's called Watch John Annoy Everyone and Get Divorced Five Minutes Later. Are you going to do a Conan style, though? Are you going to do... I love watching father of the brides do their sets conan style just with no microphone just they get real bold oh oh yeah i'm gonna walk just walk up there i, I don't need that thank you thank you i you know i was talking to somebody about that the other day there was the people were talking about the the, ch- the choices of of um uh mic or no mic when yeah. you do and 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 what do you do with your arms because a lot of people are like i need that microphone it, it's part of my thing it's and then there's kind of like people. holding a beer at a concert but <laughs> but like... there are guys especially people that that did comedy way back in the day the carson kind of like you know that era where they know how to just not move their arms that much i don't know how it just after all to really? me it's kind of weird to just stand there well that's why you and not move your arms if you're not very animated like if you're just a joke teller yeah set up Punchline, like really mellow. Mm-hmm. Why would you move your arms a lot? Because you're not really you, explaining you, it. You, just you either have the mic stand, the mic is still in the yeah. stand, so you kind of hold the mic stand, or you hold the mic. Yeah, but you're just, right. Yeah, you're not just stand like, there and just have dead arms. It's just after a while, weird, after four or five arms. minutes, to be like, please do, just move those arms. Are you okay? Right? You know what? I want to do a, a set. Stroke. I want to do a set where I don't. No matter where the mic is, just talk into it and don't move my arms. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, keep keep them out just a little bit, so you just, know you're flexing a little uh, bit. <laughs> Was never yeah. mentioned it. So I mean, that's that was actually funny that you brought that up because we just had that conversation about how bold, it's a bold but move you, to not to go. But you'd mic-less. use a mic in your show, right? 
Yeah, we yeah, use mics. Yeah, yeah. Why would why would who would go with no mic? No, I'm saying well, uh, I, you never know. I know when Best it does go out. I really, I just did a show the other night where the mic, you had to like smash the cable into the back oh, of it because it was, oh, it was just connecting. Yeah. And people, it was. I hate that when. And then when the people there don't do anything about it, don't you're like, about it's it dropping out on everyone's punchline. Like everyone is setting their shit up, and then they look like idiots because like, kick, and everyone's like, uh. yeah, it's kind of a wasted show. I wouldn't say it's a waste of a show. I mean, it's annoying. It's just it. You're still getting something out of it, I guess, a little bit if you can project know, over though. the if, mic. If it's just frustrating. And if your whole thing, but it's is, like if you know how to hold, just like you know enough to thing, hold the mic. Some people don't, and it's kind of on them. Or it's like it, you see it cutting out on everyone. If it's yeah, that's the deal. The other day it was like cutting out on me, so I was like, okay, so I just smash it in, and then like basically held it with two hands and did the rest of my set like that, mm-hmm. and then. The host gets up and it's cutting out on him and he's not doing anything about it. And then the next person gets up. I'm like, dude, did you not see my hands turning white? My knuckles were turning (laughs) bright white just holding that thing in there just so I could get out my stupid punchlines about (laughs) Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel's dumb song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. (laughs) Sounds riveting. Well, he he lists two ways in the whole song. The song is five minutes long. He lists two ways. You don't like the song? I love the song, oh, but like, let's change the name. It's not. Yeah. Shouldn't. There's no fifty ways in there. Maybe that's the truth. Maybe that's the joke. There's, there's a, a promise. couple there's ways that. to leave your lover. A couple ways. A couple. So a let's. Few. So now let's take a step back. We obviously know that you you have the love for comedy, but mm-hmm. let's go back to your youth and like you know growing up and oh, stuff sure. like that. Like, what was your? Where did that love what was, come from? What was? Yeah, exactly. Like, what what was growing up like? I mean, obviously, as an ignorant white guy from Wisconsin, I I say, oh my God, where you grew up in a lot of the areas around was pretty dangerous like was it was it low-income areas that you spent most of your time around like that's that was the perception i got of these areas that you're talking about living on this side of town oh man so the question is like what was life like for you growing up and then where did the inspiration even want to like oh humor and comedy and fun sure yeah no so growing up in mount washington it's pretty i mean it's it's pretty like fancy hippie you know what i mean like because it's the hills so it was a lot of like older gay couples. Would, would you consider with the, that area though, like getting away from everything kind of place? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're surrounded you're, by nature. Okay. Like you're looking at, you know, beautiful canyons and trees. Like you're only 10, 15 minutes from downtown in Echo Park. Yeah, so you're you could close to the action, but you don't feel like they're on top of it. Yeah. But was that where I mean, the, the action are, was that when you were growing up though, like downtown? Was was downtown really a place that if people you went? Worked like all in that. finance, probably. Okay. Some of my neighbors a lot of them worked for disney insurance so companies were downtown too right okay, yeah i think but what like, about but for you as a kid growing dad, up like what was your experience office was in echo park so you he, spent a lot of time there yeah so i spent a lot of time there so i really got to see it change i mean yeah like i don't know pretty like dr- i wasn't drastically walking you know i'm latino so or latina but that was where my dad's office was. He was a really big part of the community. He continues to be a big part of the community. Like people knew he, him. Yeah, like he um, was on the like he's on the board of El Centro now, which is like a big community outreach nonprofit based in Echo Park, and he's part of like the L.A. Host Lions Club down there. Like he knew all the other small business owners. So he was big into in the community. The, he wanted yeah. to be a part of the community. He, he didn't want to just of, do this job and yeah. go home. Okay. And like the fact that he is Latino and speaks Spanish, the people that are coming to see him to get their eyes checked, you know, he can like talk to them. Like They're he knows what the immigrant him. struggle is because he, you know, came to America and stuff like that. So, um I mean, yeah, it was it was a rough area, but it wasn't. I mean, we got to go home 
to Mount Washington, which is not. Also, and also, I and look down like, at the fires burning below. No, but I think there's something to be said. If you, it's like with any situation, if you're in it or you grow up in it or around it, you adapt to it and you become kind of used to it, and it yeah. becomes just how things are. Yeah. Whereas That's when you're your dropped into it at age 24 and you've been sheltered or living in Wisconsin doing radio yeah. or whatever Brian's like, been doing, um, <laughs> I told you he makes fun of the radio. Then, yeah. then, then it, I you, wasn't radio. Because one of my my, my first radio. Like you're talking about Does way back you? in the eighties. And uh when I moved here that when I was I got off Sunset I got off the one oh one and I used the payphone on Bronson and Sunset <laughs> oh and my I God. and I called my buddy and I go, Okay man, I think I'm close. What do I do? And this is you know, like I said before, it's cell phones before the internet, oh whatever, God. really. <laughs> I mean it kinda yeah, no, it, it yeah. was really, but um, or before it was in full swing. Yeah, as I said, Everybody I had accessible. emails. That yeah, was basically yeah. as far as it had gotten. <laughs> Shared emails? Like one of my friends, this is Barbara and John Oh, God, Hotmail. no. It's like, don't, don't, no. We don't share, you don't share emails. No. Anyway. Um, but then he was like, yeah, just keep, get, get back on Sunset and drive east, and it's going to, you're going to get to a certain point where you're like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't drive any further east. This is crazy. What's going on here? <laughs> keep driving. Uh, just keep going. He's like, you're going to feel like, and I was like, okay. And I'm like considering myself a worldly guy. I've been to Europe. You know what I mean? I've been around. I've been into cities. I'm from Illinois. I went down to Chicago. I've been some shitty areas in Chicago. And I started driving, and I'm driving, and I'm like, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> oh, this is ter- like I started to see like the movie Colors in my head. I'm oh like, my oh, gosh. my God. Oh, my God. This is terrible. This is terrible. And then when I got there, I was like, should we unload my car now? And my goes, I don't know. Do you want your stuff to be here in the morning? He goes, yeah, <laughs> we can unload your car now. He was like, did you see where we are? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Stay in the car. And, don't look but, at anyone. But, but, the, but then the next day, you go out into the neighborhood and you're like, oh. That's fine. Okay. It's just blue collar families. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. And that's what that was back then. And even now, it's it's swept out even more of the you know unsavory element or whatever you want to call it like the craziest thing you're going to see in those areas now for the most part is like homeless people fighting like really fighting but you see that in like yeah you can see that could be anywhere that could be in beverly hills yeah yeah yeah, exactly it's happening in her backyard there's so many actually i mean well it's like i mean the homeless population has like grown so much like there used to not be homeless encampments underneath the two that little overpass yeah like that was never there. Yeah, those are old. And villages even like now. in Echo Park, down by like the one oh one entrance down Alvarado. Yep, that was not built up the way it is now. Oof. Yeah, I was just down in that area too. Yeah. Well, the key is, I think, to solving the homeless problem is first to ignore it as long as possible. And I oh yeah, usually, it'll get better. Solution, a great I think the solution comes from ignoring it. That's what so, I've always be- I, I believe. Look, that if dude, you, first of all, it's you don't turning a blind eye theory. Before you know, we get to the homeless, the we got Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, dude. We got to get to what's important. <laughs> the homeless people can wait we got a football player who doesn't want to stand <laughs> during any? some crappy song that we make everyone stand to well it's hurting the white people in the heart so um uh so all right so so growing up around here like what kind of stuff did you do like as a like as a as a city kid you know a big city kid like what was your form of entertainment and because and, this is a spread out yeah. City we live in. This is not like a neighborhood per se. Or like get on a bike walk. and you ride one. Yeah. It is a big chunk of land area that you're talking about. You become a master of taking in. the bus, basically. Were you a you bus kid? No, because no? the okay. hill I grew up on was so steep. I remember when I was 16, I was like, I'm going to get a job. Like, fuck this. I want to get out of the house. So I walked down to what used to be the Albertsons down on like Figueroa and Avenue 45. And I got an application, and then I started walking up the hill. I was like, this is insane. This is 
fucking You forgot insane. about the up part? And I'm walking <laughs> up the hill and halfway there there's like this like white woman in an SUV with like all these papers. I was like, oh, she's a real estate agent. Like, this is great. And she's like, how do I get to this street? She's like, do you need a ride? And I was like, yes, thank you. Like, Please help me. Jumped in there and I was like, oh yeah, their house is down there. I was like. <laughs> so it's safe to say you did not take the job at Albertsons? I did not take that job. I did not finish that application. <laughs> that didn't happen. It just, yeah, no, like there were. So what would you, how, so that's the thing. Do you, so growing up yeah if based on what you're saying because of the, the the physical nature of it as well how does one socialize then how did you get around did you have to do like what we joke about now like play dates we had to be driven everywhere to go hang out with people like how did you do things to hang out with friends did when I you do were play dates when i was little i think i did a few play dates when i was little but yeah. what about when you get older how do you hang out with your friends well when i i was really lucky and i got a car when i was 16 so oh, that was cool, and so. all your friends were lucky then too <laughs> you know that is a very california i was well you know what i wasn't the girl with the you know escalades and the g-wagons at- <laughs> no but i mean anybody like in, in my did it have four tires on it yeah that it was my then okay and it, worked it was a nissan maxima i called it the maxi pad it was dope hey call whatever you want man my friend had a big family station wagon. he was the first one to get his license we beat that car to shit it was great yeah i mean out here you driving it to the troubadour and it was fun but like that's the thing so like yeah i got to go like could go see shows at the whiskey and the troubadour so that was kind of your thing then so so some people would feel like I, you know, we, we've talked to other people on this show that grew up in this area and they really didn't embrace the Hollywoody side of it. It was interesting to find a lot of them just didn't. They just were like, nah, I just kind of did my thing. And then later, mm-hmm. way later, were you, at what age did you start kind of going, I know the city that I'm in and, and I'm intrigued by this city and what it does? Like, what, where was that kind of in your I don't know. I think I always, like, my parents were really... They they took us to a lot of like cultural activities because when I was little I would make my own plays and I wanted to be like an actress or a ballerina oh, okay. like I was did they encourage that or were they like eh, they were know, pretty listen. yeah they were pretty nice about it until I got to high school and they were like actually <laughs> <laughs> these are books so, learn learn these are books. Uh, but um, so it's like I you know they would take me down to like the uh, Amundsen to watch like musicals okay. or like the Dorothy Chandler and stuff like that when I was little. Um, we'd go to the Armory Center in Pasadena and do a lot of arts, like their art program. And so, mom, like, yeah, your mom, because my was mom big into was arts. an artist, okay. and my sister was really artistic. She, um, she struggled with a learning disability for a long time, so they like put her in a bunch of alternative schools. Like she went to the Waldorf School in Pasadena. I don't know if you're familiar, but like I've heard of it. I feel like, on, like it's this a pretty German famous theory. Basically, Matt, like they don't freaking learn how to read. They just do art, which is cool. Like. <laughs> It feels like a commune. Like I yeah. remember going to visit my sister and be like, "Oh wow, this is like so. This is where all like the people from Greek mythology ended up. Like, <laughs> like we, they live here now." Like she got in trouble because she had a pair of high tops that had like they were nine hundred two one zero branded. Like they were from Kmart, and hey, it was like well, it's you nothing. know we don't believe in brands here at this school. We know like so. Did your mom have to make they her tennis exist. shoes? I don't understand. You wear these burlap socks, <laughs> basically <laughs> that you, that are ethically. So it was it was made. out there, is what you're saying. A little bit out there. It's a little 
out there. Yeah, like my mom was like into like, you know, yoga, like prenatal yoga. But that stuff, shit, like, organic, I, I feel like kale. because, because you? California, like, you're it. talking like before yeah. people in Illinois were like, kale's good for you. Like, this, this was like, like yeah, California, 80s, like, early 90s. And this California. is the kind of stuff that would get, Fro-yo. this would get back to the Midwest, <laughs> and people in the Midwest would go, those people are fruitcakes. Like, <laughs> they would literally be like, oh yeah, prenatal yoga. Be like, what? I just had a baby. I'm going to sit down. Like, I'm prenatal <laughs> yoga. Uh, no. Like, people never. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, Mount Washington was like really, like, it was like hippy dippy, like a lot of like Buddhists. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff wouldn't have flown. Like, back then, people in the Midwest would have been like, what? What? <laughs> You're ridiculous. Be quiet. Like, they would have. So, so they were it all off. pretty chill. So, yeah, so I got to like, we weren't like a very big, like, movie or television house. Oh, like, okay. event television wasn't very big for us okay. or anything like that. Um, but. Like, so what for you? What was it that triggered you? In the I'm mean, obviously you're in comedy now. Mm-hmm. Was it always comedy, or was it just the idea of acting or performing for you? I think the idea of acting and performing. They okay. got divorced when I was in kindergarten, so my mom. Aha, like we, there's the comedy part. There okay, we go. good. And what? so you're a comedian. <laughs> there we are. Uh, so I lived in an apartment with my mom and my sister in Pasadena. My dad kept the house in Mount Washington, and we were there for a few years, and then she got her house in Eagle Rock. Okay. So they're literally like 15 minutes apart. Okay. Do they get along? Was it? Oh, man. It was like, if I left something at my dad's house, it was like the end of the world. It's like, we literally live 15 minutes away from them. It's not like they had to drive hours. You know, it's like the every other weekend thing. It was, okay. They were. Yeah. So it was like you amicable hate each other so much, okay. but you have the same exact couch. You guys have the same digital camera. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's why they were too similar. Maybe. And just you and a sister? Me and my younger sister. Yeah, younger she's sister. a year and a half younger. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then once, uh, like Pasadena, I could walk around a little bit more. Like I could walk to and from school. Diagonally too. They got them crazy crosswalks in oh, Pasadena. Oh, in Old Town. Yeah, but not on the regular streets. Oh, I, regular town. When, not in regular town. Just old man town. I did. I don't know. I was a, I was a, a, I don't know. Like I was a pretty like independent kid, I think. Like one time I was homesick from school and my grandma like had to let some like workers in and I didn't see her for a while and I got scared. I was like, let me go find her. So I went out try to find her and she lives in a condo apartment building so it's like you know once you close that gate you have to be buzzed in so i was holding on to it i didn't see any workers didn't see my grandma and i was closed it. i was like well i guess i'll just walk home now so, <laughs> like socks i was like wow. six. i guess i'll and just i walk. walked by my old school but i like you know i was like i'm gonna cross the street so that they don't see me <laughs> they don't <laughs> you knew enough school. to hide <laughs> that's great so you did allude to going to like the Troubadour and stuff like that. Were you big into music? It was that was that your your fascination into that whole Hollywoody area? Was it music? No, I think I was. Um, I liked musical theater a lot. Okay. Like I was. I mean, it was just like a fun, cool thing to do. It's like oh, all the cool, you know. Your friends like, were going there, there, by the way. Her, like because uh, I went to a Catholic all girls school. I went to Immaculate Heart, so it's like oh, like the boys like from St. Francis. One of them is playing in a band. Oh my god, go so hot! So you could go to these women's all ages shows, or were you lying to get ones. in? Okay. No, oh, yeah, okay. no, I didn't. Okay. All ages, bro. I liked to get into like bars when I was eighteen in San Francisco. Oh, okay, <laughs> San Francisco, I play a loose and easy up there they do not care they don't care so you did so and you moved so did you move to san francisco yeah i went to san francisco state for college for college Mm -hmm. okay all right that's cool yeah it was it was a lot of fun had had you had you been i mean just visited san francisco before no not at all like i i applied to a bunch of different schools um I and it was like the farthest one I had gotten accepted to. <laughs> you were like, that's I was like, uh, I want to go there because you wanted. So that <laughs> was your thing. Did you, you apply to get out. outside okay. of California? 
Because um, if that's the farthest one, I'm like, you didn't go very <laughs> far. No, I, mean, I like, can get I there in five to hours. NYU for theater. Like, I am not like. Juilliard, yeah. <laughs> I applied to, I think I applied to like Reed. I think that's in Oregon. <laughs> like, again, you know, not like, as far as I'm you think gonna it is. I'm not going to get in those schools. But also, you're like not super anxious to leave California. You just wanted to be away from the family. and Yeah. Which is a very common thing. <laughs> yeah, but San Francisco's not cheap, though, by the way. Yeah, but back then it was like, it wasn't like unreasonable. Like it was and that's post not a, the, the first tech boom, but before what it is now. Like you could. Okay. It was, you know, you got three roommates in an apartment. And, and where is San Francisco job. State? Is it in, in the city or is it it's just in the outside city the city? It's like right in right, right the state of San Francisco, city. dude. Okay. So like the right state of the San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a geology major. Oh, good. I'm good. a geography major. You're like, you're like rocks. Like, then. Okay, so can you identify these crystals? <laughs> yeah. What's the crystal you use to move to San Francisco? It's. <laughs> I'm not sure her mom knows, pea or at gravel. least somebody from Waldorf. Pea gravel. Pea. Oh, good. Good. I don't know what you well, said. Pea okay, gravel. Good. I'm just gonna go with quartz. So you wanted to get out of Dodge for a while. Was that was that just a thing of like I'm kind of just typical like I'm a teenager and I just want to do my own thing? Was part of it because you were over like your your parents' divorce, conflicts, all that kind of yeah. stuff? Was it, or was it all that stuff? It was like all of that stuff. Like I was, um, it was really weird. Like because like I went to Montessori school when I was really little, and that was really fun. It was, you know, like we had freaking activities that involved sharing like you know like it was all very like everyone was kind of on the same page and then I went to this Catholic grade school and that was like it blew my mind it was just really regimented and it was like the first time I was like oh you're a nerd because you know how to read I was like does <laughs> everyone know how to read like, I no no they do not it's like you're so smart I was like am I I really just am able to complete the homework and the tasks at hand <laughs> like it was a really strange uh environment and then I went to, and then in high school, like, I was, like, a total loser. I was, like, very much a nerd. Well. Not a nerd, but I was just, like, like, I wasn't popular. I wasn't cool. I didn't really know where I fit in. Like, the theater arts kids, like, reluctantly let me hang out with them. They were, <laughs> they like, were like, I, I guess. guess. Can you work the spotlight? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was, like, I want to audition for the lead. They're, like, I mean, you can be the second to last chorus girl. <laughs> I guess. So what? So in San Francisco, when you went to school, other than getting away, was there a purpose to to the school, or was it just to get away? And you were like a degree was a degree. I was whatever. an accounting major. Like I didn't even know really what I want. Like when I, like when I was in high school and applying to, or when I was in grade school applying to high school, so I, like, I want to be a prosecuting attorney. Ooh. I want to put the bad guys. You know, well, OJ. Jail. Someone saw Law and Order and OJ. OJ trial was big. I right? was watching SVU at a very young age. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, but. Then by the time like I went through high school, I was like really depressed and like over everything, and I was like I need to go- I knew that I was always going to go to college because my parents were like you're going you're to going college. yeah and but I didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad's like well you're good at math, just being an accounting major. It's like oh actually accounting has nothing to do with math. That's a fun thing. You should both know. <laughs> wow, I mean uh, <laughs> either way, I don't like either of those words, <laughs> math or accounting. So you're like this whole conversation's really true. No, I would just <laughs> yeah yeah. I'd as start, a creative, I just start crying as a, I identify as a creative person. Person and <laughs> so what? Your so, numbers but, scare me. So yeah, I just was there, and um, did you do any type of? I did my um, first class was ballet. So so you tr- you did seek out creative yeah. stuff. So my first class, because like I had done dance and ballet like through uh, grade school and stuff like that, and so my first class I was stretching, 
And I had, you know, my bun, my leotard, my tights, everything. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, are you a dance major? And I was like, no. Oh, my gosh, thank you. He's like, come sit with us. And I was like, okay. So I sat with the dance majors. Or, and then we had breakfast burritos at 10 in the a.m. after class. Mm, Summer remembers this very well. He's like, you want to come out? I was like, okay, fuck yeah. And then we snuck into the bar in Castro. And I was like, he's, I saw him last week when I was, I was in New York. He's still one of my best friends. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's good. So I mean, that's a th- to me that's what a lot a lot of colleges yeah there's some learning going on yeah oh, but f- very but, little well but the, my point is it's <laughs> really it's a yes, it's a big exactly. part of socializing yeah. in your life I agree and a big part of growing up is is college that's why even when they talk about all these college athletes kind of doing some dumb shit mm-hmm. most of it I'm like I kind of forgive them because you forget that they're still kids. Right, you know what I mean, and so, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not justifying all the mistakes, not, not the raping like the, and the, no, no. Yeah. yeah, not, not no, raping that, people behind a desk. Are you sure, guys? Are you sure? <laughs> let's get, yeah, let's, I draw let's get, a line, and it's sexual assault. You understand assault. what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, but like, like Jameis Winston stealing fish sticks or whatever. You're like, what? Mm, He's just yeah. an idiot. Even, even that, that may be a little bit borderline for me, but like the stuff like oh, you, they were smoking weed. Are you kidding me? They were oh, smoking well, weed. Wait a minute, they were drinking in college. I don't. Anybody, if you you can't get mad at a kid for doing shit, you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like you know what you've done. You know what your no, your friends and, you know, other children's parents have done. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there is a lot of hypocrisy in, in the adult world of like kind of do as I say, not as I do. But mm-hmm. it's like, I can see you smoking them cigarettes. Like, why wouldn't I want one? I think yeah. my dad is cool. Like, uh, that's, just, a, that's a classic old parent thing of like, I don't care what I'm doing. You can't do it. Yeah. Like, and, oh, okay. You do realize just and, by virtue of doing it in front of people, you're still sending the message. You and, can also, say and also, your dad said the way. same thing yeah. to you and you're doing it. So obviously that doesn't work. You know what I mean? What does it mean? You got to be careful now that I have kids anyway. What, what, you, what you become more concerned about is that even if you drink like two beers, they'll go to school the next day and my dad gets drunk every night. And you're like, well, let's clarify the stories my son is telling. Well, dude, that's at school because their perception is like, if you drink, you are drunk. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, well, that's yeah. Because, because you set it up where like you don't drink. Yeah. So because, it's like, yeah. And that because of what they teach them, it's crazy. When, even back when I was coming out of high school or like my senior year, uh, a friend of mine, this girl had a younger brother who was in grade school. And this girl, her mom was European and she was kind of like, lets us drink and do whatever. But also, this girl smoked cigarettes uh, on a regular basis at that point in her life. <clears throat> the kid came home and was like, um, now she's a drug addict. And the mom was like, excuse me, why would you call her a drug addict? And he's like, well, she smokes cigarettes. Cigarettes are drugs. She's a drug addict. And it was like, (laughs) she had to like go down to the school and be like, what are you teaching my kid? Like, (laughs) I mean, I get it. Nicotine is a drug and she might have problems quitting, but calling her a drug addict? like That's not the same as shooting not, up a needle. Yeah, it's not like she's got a needle hanging on her arm. She's running around with no underwear on, like, eh, what's happening? And you know, you live near the Tenderloin, so you know what drug addicts look <laughs> like. I, I know. What the, I saw a crack bust on, in the Tenderloin. Mm. Not very tender. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you, did you focus? Okay, so I guess the question is, where did... Where did, when did you start doing stand up? By the way, like I started doing stand up a little no in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, so yeah. you so but, but did you was stand up something that was in your head earlier than the time that you actually did it, or was it something that just it was a happenstance that came into it's your life? Something that just happened. I think because I'd always been into like performing arts. You know, I did a little. You know, I took voice lessons when I was little. I took piano lessons. You know what I mean? I always did those okay. things. But uh, by the time I was in high school, I never really thought like. Uh, like because my sister went to Loxa, the LA County High School for the Arts, so it's like 
I knew kids that were like, oh, these people are going to be on Broadway. These people will be in film and television. That's their intent. That's you go that intent. way, that's your intent. Doing they've that been groomed they were, like, for it. Their parents, for it. Yeah. yeah. There's been money and time and regimen. And it's like, oh, this is fun for me and I like it, but I'm never going to be one of those people. So, and I also, too, like within like the roles of my family, it's like my mom's the artist, my sister was the artist. You know, she went to the art school, she went to art center. I was the smart one. You know, I'm good at math or whatever. So it's like I would have the practical job or something. So it's like, and all of my really good friends or fashion designers or pursuing acting or something like that or dance. So I was like, I can appreciate art. I can just like be really interested in it. So like by the time I moved back from San Francisco, I was going to a lot of like plays and, you know, performance, life performance art things, going to UCB a lot, checking out like the improv shows and stand-up shows. So by the time my friend Madison, like one of my best friends, she, her roommate at the time was a stand-up. And so we started going to a lot of his shows. And by the third one, I was like, I can do this. Uh-oh. Is that what happened? Yeah. You're like, I was like, I can do this. Now, somebody had <laughs> the crossed arms in the back. No, but she, but your friend had been doing them for not long, right? Like, no, he had been doing it for a while. It's just like, you know, we went to like a bringer show at the store. Okay, well, then right. I can understand but what you're saying. Like, like now, and, but we also went to like a cool backyard show that he had like produced, and that was really fun. Okay. But you're seeing comics but who I'm are seeing, just kind of starting out too, and you're like, uh, I can do this. Yeah, I like saw a wide varying. And also, too, it's like when you see a really, really good comic, is like they make it look so effortless. You don't see all the heavy lifting, you don't True. see all the hours. Yeah. You're right. like, oh, they're just like getting up and like talking and, yeah, about their lives. Oh, my God, it's so yeah. great how they can just yeah. walk so off of all the time very and, much and blind ignorance. ignorance yeah but that, that's that, what gets the, us all I oh, think totally, yeah, like, but that's you okay you don't see you don't realize and then you're like oh shit but yeah. the reason why I joke at you is because a lot of people <laughs> say that but never pursue comedy they just treat you like shit as a comedian, because they think oh, they know, can those do people it. That sit, they're like, well, you know, I, it's like those idiots that like they're big fans and they like, go everywhere. And it's like you could just do this, just do this, or stop. But like, don't try to give me tags. Like, don't. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Thanks, fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no fans give me tags. I don't so have any fans. <laughs> How long did you stay up in San Francisco just for school and then bail? I was I was there for two years. I left because um, San Francisco. Are you guys familiar with the city? Uh, I mean, I've walked it. Cool. All right, <laughs> tight. Um, wow. Okay. But I know. You, I know. It's, it's like hard. four miles wide. That's all I know. It's hard to take a knee up there. That's what we know. Do not take a knee, everybody. Uh, Come on, San Francisco. But um, they have their. Public transportation is the Muni, and they have streetcars that go above ground and below ground, kind of like the oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. like Gold Line or the yeah. Blue Line out here. Okay. So it's like a subway train essentially. Okay. So I was crossing the street to catch it. You catch it in the middle of the street. It took the light and it ran me over. So that's how I lost my legs. Ah, that happened in San Francisco. Yeah. It, well, so when you say it ran you over, like it didn't hit you. It just, so, so did you get hit dead like straight hit on or me. no? Yeah, I got hit straight on. I like flew and then it ran me over and then its tires stopped on oh. my legs. Oh, it's, so they had oh, to like God. lift it off. Oh, oh my okay. God. Yeah. Were you a, so obviously now we have touched. <laughs> what, this. what are the follow up questions to that? Like, uh, well, I, I guess you know, in in the, in, in the scope of like, stuff. <laughs> no, not, not, not the hurt. But when you say that, do you are you are you telling us what you remember or what you were told? No, like what I like. I remember like crossing the street. I see you know the muni coming down. I was like, cool. Um, it and then all it's like all of a sudden it hit me. I didn't. I don't remember 
this part, apparently there was a man named Cleveland Polite who was a Scientologist. Cleveland Polite? A Scientologist in San Francisco. Like, I didn't even know they had Scientology up there. <laughs> They're not up there. But he's there and they do, because you know they don't believe in like therapy or psychology, but like, or psychiatry, but like he did this thing because they believe like you can heal yourself if you like tell yourself certain things. So he was doing this like treatment where it's like... On you? Yeah, where basically you go through your trauma and you acknowledge things within your trauma to make it not traumatic anymore. So it's like, there's a stop sign. What do you see? Well, the, mindf- that's tra- mindfulness. It's like, that's not <laughs> yeah, a Scientology. Yeah. That's like, yeah. No, it's like they do it with like vets and stuff. Sure. I like what the actual term is, but like that's what he was doing. So he yeah. was talking to you, apparently. He was talking to me. I don't remember any of it. Oh, okay. Because I don't have any PTSD from that. Really? I have more PTSD from getting my purse stolen in Los Feliz. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say from doing stand-up. I, think, I have more than grabbing a microphone for the first time. Nothing at me. <laughs> no, um, so, you, so you don't remember anything until what, probably until, when you get to the hospital or no, whatever? No, like oh. I, it was like really blurry. I don't really remember faces, but I remember voices like, oh, okay. uh, you know, two people either side of me and they were like, hi, you know, we're so-and-so. I was like, oh, hi, my name is Danielle. Nice to meet you. I was like so high. Yeah, you were like <laughs> having a conversation like you were at a dinner party. Basically. Oh, yes. Did you like my out. gown? Nice to meet you. Um, They're like, how old are you? What year is it? And I was, you know, letting them know. Abe Lincoln, 1994. <laughs> they, they're like, how do we get a hold of your parents? I gave them like my mom's work and house phone, my dad's cell and office. You I were told fully them, functional. I told him what Off, order to from call memory? them in. Yeah. Good Lord. But oh. this is you in a haze. So Me these are haze. things you're being told later, but you, at that time... No, I remember saying Oh, you, you know all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember okay. saying all of that. And then they were like, okay. And so they were like, all right, can you feel like your head, your shoulder, your hand, your arm? They start going down my body. And then they're like, can you feel your feet? And I started to freak. That was the first time I started to kind of freak out. And they were like, no, you're doing well. You're doing all right. And I was like, okay. So I just kind of stayed calm. They finally got it off me. They carted me into like on a gurney, into an ambulance. They closed the door. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I can just stop trying to like stay focused. Like at this point, they've got me. It'll be what it's going to be. And they kept me under for a few days. And then the first thing I remember waking up was my mom next to me. She's like, you don't have any feet. And I was like, that was the first thing she says when like, you woke up? <laughs> what? Like, and I was just like, well, figures. Like, I couldn't feel them. So I just kind of went back to sleep. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. That, like The same response as if, like, hey, I'm going to watch cartoons. Like, all right. <laughs> Wow. And that was, she felt that that was the best way to like, hey, you've been asleep for a while. No feet. Good night. No feet. Now, I don't know your mom's psyche at this point, but I, she I must have been, tra- she was probably more traumatized than you were. Sure. Yeah. It was one yeah. of those things you're like, well, I've got this prepared statement. And then you wake up, you're like, you're, oh, you lost your feet. She blurts it out. No, yeah. And then you're like, okay. She, yeah, she probably had something like, I'm going to tell her how much I love her. Getting this phone call, like your daughter that you've just like sent up to San Francisco two years ago. And it's like, you have to go, like, she's in the, there's been an accident. Like, I mean, that's sure. the word. You can't, I can't. Yeah. And you get that. You never get what time of day was it? It was in the middle. It was like a Wednesday around like three in the afternoon. So she's getting, they're getting the call at like 5 p.m., right? 5, 6 p.m. So it's like not even a weird time to even get a phone. It's not like a five in the morning because those yeah. phone calls, you're yeah. like, okay, this is going to suck. Yeah. But at five, six in the afternoon, you're like, what? Who is this? I'm trying to eat dinner. And then you're like, wait, wait what? Accident. Yeah. So you, so this happens to you. Yes. And, and, and what is the process of, of, of this? How long are you out for? Like literally, like. Sure. 
before they're like, it's time to go home. It's time okay. to start finding your new way to function in this world yeah. that you were just that you just found yourself. They in. kept me at San Francisco General for about a month. I was there like the because of the nature of the accident, like you know, I lost my legs below the knee, but they they wanted to amputate me above the knee. And what, what's, what would be the difference when you say that? There Obviously, sure. there's, a, there's a difference, yeah. right? Of Below what? the knee means that you have like part of like your shin, you know, your tibia and fibia, like below the knee. Um, and is there an is there advantage to that long there's term? There's increased mobility, basically, okay. if you have your limb below the knee. Because okay. that means you still have function of your actual knee. Right. You're you able can to like stabilize yourself, walk, you okay. know, better and whatnot. Um, if you... If you're amputated above the knee, you don't have your Any actual knee. knee. And the fact, and it's like both of my legs, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like, I, well, it's like I still got my left one or my right one. Yeah. It would have been both. So because of the nature of the accident, um, it shredded me pretty good where it's like technically there was bo- below my knee, but it, not enough to make like a really clean um, stump residual limb mm-hmm. for a prosthesis. Um so they really wanted to do above the knee, but they were like, no, no, let's try it. Let's do skin grafts. So basically they like sliced off skin from my thigh to like graft on to like the open wound. To, to like, the end of it. Yeah. To not cauterize it, but to make just to, to make it to yeah. finish out the. Oh, but are you at this time, by the way? I was 20. And at, at these discussions they had to have with you or these discussions that are happening while you were under? Well, I was under. Okay. So these decisions it's really all up had to, to be them. made without you. Yeah. Basically. And it was kind of up to them anyway, how they saw Like they weren't going to yeah. be like, what do you think? Like, you'd be like, keep as much of the I don't know what the laws are. I don't know what the laws are. Yeah, no, I was out. I was under. This is all emergency surgery. When the train hit me, it shattered my pelvis. So my pelvis shattered and it ruptured my bladder. So they had to open me up. Like they kept me so open. So this wasn't just time. about the legs. Oh, this was the legs. Like so. Like I mean, I you were like, hit by a from a sternum all the way down. So they had to open me up. They had to like repair my bladder, check all my internal organs. Like the fact that I don't have to use like a uh, catheter bag yeah. thing. You know, is kind of a miracle. Like. <sighs> Not a miracle, but like you know what I mean. There were other things beyond just the, yeah. the amputation. And you're hit by a train. The but I mean I'm fine. Like no, but I mean of, of course, of <laughs> course, there, I think just put this in question. I, <laughs> but there, are, of course, there are other things wrong. I mean, it's not like oh yeah, well she's just focus on the leg. She was hit by like if you gotta look. I mean yeah, you, of course, something yeah, inside yeah. is gonna be like ooh ow, that's not right. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so those, those are conversations like my parents were having, having with like the surgeons and the doctors and whatnot. And so they fought really hard to keep my amputations below the knee. Okay. Thing that like, you'll be able to use prosthesis. It'll be fine, you know? And then, um, so then I did, they transferred me, they, you know, finished the, the, um, they had to make sure everything else was fine before they did the final surgery of the skin grafts. So it's like I had like open wounds like just hanging out. Oh my out God. From, oh, you look so like distraught. I'm just, I'm just. I can't tell what body part you're grabbing. I'm you're not, like, oh, you're I'm like a, all of it. I'm, I'm holding my hands together. That's all. I just, I, I, I just must have been very traumatic. That's all. I can't imagine. How did you handle it? You have a very bubbly personality, might I say. Okay, you're, first off, we I, you, you're, you're a great laugher, which means you're, you're one of those people that people want around because you, you immediately make people like Coleman. We don't like know. That. She could be hopped up on goofballs. Who Fair knows? Enough. Fair enough. She could be like a okay. So you should always be make sure you're always hopped up on goofballs when you're on people because apparently you make no. But so like, what is this? Who you were beforehand? Were you always this like? Yay, so. world! Hey, hi! That like that kind of thing? And did that? 
did it have a during this time? Did it really have a hard impact on her, or or did you find a happy place? I know that sounds silly, but you don't you don't understand where I'm going. Like, there's a lot of bullshit you have to deal with, and you're making some serious choices within your own life. Of like, well, I'm not who I was yesterday, so how am I going to roll with this, right? And having to do with stuff like that just made him to do whatever the hand clamp thing was. Like, (laughs) you're dealing with things that nobody is. Most people are never going to deal with in their lives. Deals with stuff like here's the thing. Like even before that, it's like you know I was depressed in high school, eating disorder, suicide attempt. You know what I mean? It's not like I was just just living. Did you just? Gloss you, over. I think you just did. Just gloss over did eating you? disorder and suicide did, attempt. Did, 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 those you didn't even complete any. the word attempt in there. Just so you know, so I was hit you, by a train. But uh, don't worry about the things yeah, that happened earlier. That was. I've never seen anybody shave it off like you know the usual stuff. Um, for me, I went to high school in Los Angeles, an all girls Catholic I, I, private I school. I got to imagine. Come on now. Yeah, I've heard that things about that. Is it? I've heard stuff about that. That that can be very and very harsh. It's a very hard time to live. Yeah. What I mean, but yes, I, I, again, that, that's probably more of my stroke line of questioning coming out. But but you yeah. understand what I'm saying, yeah. like that that kind of environment for uh, when you're developing as a human being, as yeah. a child, it can it's very hard on on people emotionally. Yeah. Those, those types of private school kind of it's a private school, correct? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, and that, that that can be for. So I guess I'm not shocked and or surprised so that you said that stuff. I was more school. surprised you just glossed over. You kind of were just trying Don't to bother saving up money for it. Well, I was going to say. It, 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 <laughs> It clearly prepared you for later in life when you were like, "Yeah, no problem. Everything's I can't cool." Who I went we were to talking school. to at uh, at at one of the the those breakfasts, and the guy's like, oh, "I grew up in Los Angeles." It's like because I was talking about my oh, kids in public yeah. school, and he goes, "Dude, he goes, I got to be honest with you, it's totally fine. Public school is totally fine." I'm like, "So you came off fine?" He goes, "Well, I mean, I was a heroin addict, but I'm just saying." And I was like, "Okay, well, which I don't can we?" Yeah, he was like, "I got to heroin for a little while." It was like. Oh, okay, he's like, but I mean, I turned out okay. I but, mean, his th- but his, his argument—to his credit, he did. I he mean, did. He's a great his guy. His argument was because he saw the look on my face, like, well, that's a horrible sales pitch to a guy that's got a kid that he wants to go to the public school. He goes, no, 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 private schools. Those kids are way more way wacky. And he goes, way, and he, and and he just, said to me, he goes, way more deaths. Yeah, in more the deaths. private schools than public school. And then I was like, all right, if, if this is where <laughs> if this is where the 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 um the, the bar, bar is, yeah. then you know, I guess the heroin addiction for a couple of years thing is way better they get than what they don't die. Yeah, but I also yeah. think it's weird that like boredom. I think boredom, like uh, rich people, That's part of it, get yeah. really into it because they have everything. And they, when you yeah. have everything, you just become like, what else is there? Like, yeah. how do I get something and to be more? That young. Whereas like that disillusioned with like people and like you know if. Your cleaning ladies raising you, or your yeah, parents your parents are never, are never around. There's no real boundaries in terms of no like, one's telling you no, yeah, no one's, no one's saying you, you can't no. have something, and and from that you gain. Well, I just do whatever I want, and I want to lay around. Getting like an Escalade, totaling it, and then like getting a new one, as if nothing happened. And it's I was like, just what? like, just my, just like my life. Got a 1979 Pontiac Le Mans, <laughs> crashed that into a tree in reverse. I drove a, a 1989. Pontiac 6000. <laughs> That's what you had? I have a 1978 Toyota Corolla. Ooh. It looked like a little brown Hershey's Kiss. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> awesome. And to- has Toyota just made dependable cars forever? Is that yeah. the deal? Oh, like, yeah. Keep them forever. I mean, those things, those old ones, man, you could go the hundreds of thousands of miles on those things. Dude, if, I, could, I feel like I could put 500,000 miles on a Toyota right now. Not right now. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time to drive well, around. Yeah. 500,000 miles is a lot. Just way. as a personal challenge, you're just going to start oh. doing that? Just, just I'll, be, like, I'll be back, honey. I just leave. Like Nicole's like goodbye. So it's interesting. Even though we we, we joked about the you glossing over a thing, but that point of reference of, of of saying things like I was depressed, I had you know contemplated like your suicide attempts or whatever you were talking about. 
this would be one of those moments in someone's life where it's like, well, this is fucked. I'm fucked for the rest of my life. Having that predisposition pri- previous to that. Mm-hmm. So how? So where were you at? And how did you? What was your choice of like coming out of this and fighting it and finding a new way to live life? I think for me it was that up until like San Francisco was the first place that I made real friendships that were actually based on like common interests okay. and. You know, and I like you as a person, not like, oh, we like the same music and you're one of like the hundred other people in my class. Okay. Right. You know, like it wasn't a forced friendship. It, it actually it was an organic organic. I yeah. like spending time with you. Let's, you know, discover like our worldviews together and things like that. Um, exploring a new city together, you know. So I was able I had really good, solid, real friendships there. And like I still have them to this day and I'm so thankful for that. But like I had like a fun life that I really liked to live. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, and I knew I wasn't going to die. Like they wasn't, they literally came in and they, you know, they were breaking down like the last surgery I had. And like all my friends and family were in the room and they were like, these are the prosthetic guys. I was like, can I be taller and can I wear heels? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, we don't really have anything else to talk about then. Like, okay, you can go now. <laughs> can I be taller? Like, you have abnormally long like prosthetics. You're like really tall. And it's like, really not tall. like those ones that people do at the circus. Yeah, right? you like come that, in and you're that like, tall. Yeah, you can be that 18 tall. feet tall. You can be. You got to just completely to. squat Will down. I be able to blow doors? fire? <laughs> And my, with the my prosthetics super... that I had, I was about, I made myself about five, five. I used to be five, one and a half. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, so, you, so it sounds to me like the, the San Francisco thing and the friends were really helpful. And obviously you're yeah. making jokes like that. You're, you, you kind of now, we now know where the, yeah. the, the fire I mean, um, it was, comes from, but it was hard. I mean, but also too, it's like, I was 20 and it's like, well, this is it. I mean, like what's you come to terms, you come, you just, you, there was a so much denial. Do you know what I mean? Like being able to like make jokes like that and be like, all right, well, I get, at least I got this morphine. Like I got, I celebrated my 21st birthday with my first pair of prosthetics going back to San Francisco after I'd moved back to LA and like had like open prescriptions for morphine that I was like, we could just take these pills and like hang out in the city. Like I just, Wow. I mean, I was, I was, you know, a 20 year old that was like binge drinking in college and like doing like I was, you were 20. I was 20. So there was, there's a whole bunch of just unawareness. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I'm going to be fine. But then, you know, depression came later and stuff like that. Like, it's not like it's been like an easy. Yeah. You weren't just like, it's been rainbows ever since. Yeah. No, like I got back to LA, like prosthetics, have been really difficult a lot of it because of the skin grafts like to be you know to be told like if you do these things and go through these steps then you're going to be able to walk again okay but then to have your body physically reject something where it's like you know what i mean it's not that i'm not trying hard enough it's that these don't fit we keep adjusting them i can barrel through like i was popping you know vicodin like tic tacs just to be able to like walk on these prosthetics. And it's like, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. I'm developing staph infections and now I'm in the hospital for a week. Okay. And like doing these heavy courses of antibiotics, like you just can't keep living. Like when that. was the, when was the initial accident? October 13th, 2010. Wow. Okay. So really not that long ago. No, wait. Oh my God. Am I stupid? No. <laughs> No, no, 2004. What? No, I said 2010. I don't know. 2004. Just seemed like a round so number. So t- 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Still. Okay. Yeah, All right. 12 years ago and on October 4th, 13th. <laughs> Why? Like. 
<laughs> but yeah, no. So it was frustrating and difficult with that where it's like I want to keep moving. I'm 20, 21. All my friends are going out and having fun and like living their lives and like I want to catch up and do that. Um yeah, I mixed a lot of alcohol and pink. <laughs> so Which and, and this is, a is very where, where, where were you at this time? You, you said you went you came back here I and came, stayed yeah, here permanently? I moved back to my mother's house. You did. Like okay. I lived at my dad's house for high school, but I moved back to my mother's house because his house in Mount Washington is super inaccessible. And as we learned, Crazy. even you didn't already want to walk up and down that freaking hill. So yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So So she was able to build a little ramp uh, to her house up the few stairs and um And you were here you've been here ever since or mm-hmm. you you so you never went back to San Francisco? No, I okay. did study abroad in, in Europe, though. I went to Italy for three months. That was pretty wild. Oh, yeah. cool. That was really fun, yeah. Can I ask you something? Because sure. it's just no, straight up No, no ignorance. more questions. Okay. <laughs> Interview's over. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Gotta go. You have to research your trips a lot differently than the average person, right? Because yes. everything has to be accessible for you, right? And you have to figure out how am I going to... I mean, nothing You have to figure out how, to, how you're going to navigate this. Yeah. Otherwise, it could be a very short and very difficult journey, right? Like if you get somewhere in a foreign country and you're like... Yeah, probably should have looked into that. So now I can't do these things and these things. So you have to, you really have to make sure that whatever it is you want out of it, yeah, it it can you know it accommodate pretty, you. They were pretty. They were. I, I don't know. It was so interesting. Like none of them wanted to say no to me. Like because I went through PCC, like Pasadena City College, which pretty de- like that's a fun thing if you want to do study abroad. Like you should definitely go through City College. It's a lot cheaper. Oh, really? Interesting. Than going okay. Through, like a private school or just like. You know, Fort regular. And Fort why year. do you say it's cheaper? It's just the way they've got things set up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they don't. The basically, I guess, like the anyone that applies gets in. Okay. <laughs> I hey. didn't find that out till afterwards. So you're saying you're like, so, oh, I got in. I was like, yeah, we all got in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you also said <laughs> that you, you said that they didn't want to say no to you. They felt I bad if they, they had said no to say, you because they had like a few conferences with me. Like we're gonna talk about the accessibility of Italy and blah blah blah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's fine. We'll figure it out when we get there. Like. Oh. So they're like, okay, she's going. Yeah, well, I don't think we can deter her. The bathroom's accessible where I'm staying. Like, it'll be fine. As long as, like, the school that I'm learning at is accessible. Like, obviously, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, oh, my God, like, you get there. It's like, you know, like, they had to, like, get a ramp for me to, like, go into the building, the school building. Yeah, so you, you find it's an entire... The first thing you had was not accessible for you. It was already oh, yeah. not ready. No, the... Italy is, like, built on apartment. stairs. It's like... The cobblestone, like, it, it, I just started rolling in the middle. Of, they don't have sidewalks. I was just rolling in the middle of the street with the cars. Like, okay, well, you're going to have to wait now. Like, I got to go somewhere. <laughs> you're going to... Folks... Sorry. Yeah, I mean, but that's how you this had to get. A, it, was, yeah. it was an interesting uh, caricature of like an American. Like, all, <laughs> now, like, so all of the how long have you doing stand up now? Like when two years, a little over two years, a little over two years. So uh, all these things that we're talking about, <laughs> these little mini battles for you, and these new discoveries of like anxiety and anger and depression, all these stuff. Do you think looking back at it now, when you started comedy, it was all like these little working pieces that you're like, it comes in and you're like, it's going to come out and it's going to come out comedy wise. Do you think that that's part of it for you? Maybe I guess so. I don't like because you you I when you talk so. about it now, you 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 chuckle about it, and then maybe that's just a defense mechanism. Maybe it Probably. still does bother you, but um, it just it just makes me wonder if that's how you choose to compartmentalize it. You're like, well, this is some bullshit. And I can either have it eat me away inside, or I can reform it into some yuck yucks, right? Yeah, I think kind of laugh about it. I think that that is what I'm doing for sure. I just 
like man you have to laugh at it otherwise like you'd be so like i just can't it's it's such a defense mechanism where if i really sat and thought about like all the obstacles all the battles like i was in new york last week and I hate going to New York. Like, I don't even feel bad saying it anymore. Like, I felt bad <laughs> saying it last time because I was in New York last year and I did comedy. And it's like, I brought my knee pads. I was like, I know what the score is. I know the, you know, subway is inaccessible. Let's do this, whatever. When you see your knee pads, explain to me what, what do you mean why you have so, to So, like, pads. to crawl upstairs, up and downstairs. You to know, get on the subways. Are, no, like, to, bathrooms. To do anything to in go, New York. To do anything. To yeah. just be a person <laughs> in the city. Um but I like last year I was there. I was like supposed to do some comedy show at like this theater called The Pit. And like, you know, and whenever I send out my booking request, it's like fairly obvious that like I am in a wheelchair and I don't have feet. And the guy was like, oh, it's not accessible. It's like, it's fine. I got my knee pads. If someone can help me with a wheelchair, it's cool. The day of the show, I got a message like, so um, the, you know, the theater manager or stage manager says that like, we can't help you with a wheelchair. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just do it myself. What do you mean they before. can't help you with the wheelchair? They're legally, they don't oh, want to because of liability. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just, you know, I'll do it myself. No one has to touch it. He's like, no, no, they're saying like, you can't, we legally can't have you perform here. Well, first off, that doesn't sound no, legally that's right. that's not legally correct at all. Yeah, but like that's that discrimination. Is illegal. Or is that, that, is that what be classified as discrimination? That is discrimination. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure it's But it's right like, category. do I want to like sue the pit in fucking New no, York but, City? But come no. on. No, I mean. The comedy store isn't accessible. You know that. Like, it's, nowhere, nowhere cool but, is accessible. But like, if you went there, they wouldn't go, well, for, you know, we, we no, can't they won't touch help your... No, with my wheelchair. I have to get a friend to help me. Hold on. Legally. Legally. For liability. I mean, if, well, like... Explain when, to me like, the, the not helping for the wheelchair. Me, well, I don't understand the not helping for the wheelchair. What's the big deal of picking up a wheelchair and putting it... Because if they injure themselves at work doing something like that then they could like sue like it's all it's all based on like to me that sounds like a weird loophole in 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 the law that sounds like you know what i mean like who cares just pick it up that sounds like there was one dickhead like 40 years ago who tried to sue his employer because he like got injured lifting somebody's wheelchair and now there's like a law in place that's like but you're saying that people will always step up or something you know if you lift incorrectly you injure your back like a back injury isn't just it's not getting a paper cut it's like a serious thing understood yes understood ramifications so i understand that to a degree but it's like like you know like my friends that like i know that our door guys will be like cool about it so people will step up to the the yeah and like other people that know me other comics will be like oh i'll help you like you know okay but even, you know, but still, it's like, it's still a pain in the butt. The but comedy store say, isn't preventing you from going up. They're yeah. just telling you, if you want to, this is how this you is have how to you do have it. This is how you have to do yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, that was nuts. And so it's like, yeah, fuck New York, man. Like, <laughs> I hate New York. Like, that was, that was like such a hard trip. And it's like, to be told no, it's like, in Los Angeles, like, yeah, places aren't accessible. We figure it out. We make it work. And maybe it's because like, you know, uh, like you know more comics in LA like know who I am or they've seen me before and so they're like oh she's fine but like to just like be communicating with this person over like email and then straight up say no I was like that like hit me in the gut and so I was there this week and I was like man I'm gonna fucking do this shit again I was like I'm too old for that (laughs) so you (laughs) at the ripe old age of 32 I'm too old no so uh, first time you decided to do comedy I was where were you I went to the Rock Paper Scissors open mic on Sunset. Okay. Across the street from Meltdown. It was a Saturday. <laughs> oh, is that a is that a Thai place? Rock it's paper? right next to Toy Thai. Okay. It's right next to the Thai place. Okay. Yeah. 
So I did that, and it was fun. And then I went to an open mic at the Lexington. Now, do you? Have I, to was, I was just at the Lex. That's where I was talking about the mic not working. It was the Lexington? How are you choosing these places? Just because you know you can get up? I or? went to the Comedy Bureau. Okay. Like I, well, okay. The so website. I, the website. Yeah, so there's I not like a building. My so Madison <laughs> is this the comedy, comedy bureau? bureau? Yes, comedy yeah. bureau. How can I help you? Bureau. A lot of bureaucratic red tape hey, here. <laughs> um, no, so I told my friend, like you know, I started going to comedy shows, and I told my friend Madison because she went to Loxa with my sister to the performing arts school, and she was like. I want to do theater. I want to be an actress. She went to conservatory in London. She came. She was trying to do theater in LA. And like theater in LA is like, why would you do I was wondering about LA? that myself. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, I need to not do this. She's like, I want to start doing comedy again. I was like, cool. I was like, let's fucking, like, how do we do this? Do we take a class? Do we do open mics? She's like, well, let's take a class with, this woman, Melinda Hill. So he oh, signed up you know for Melinda. a class with, that's how I know Melinda. And then like the first day of class, Melinda was like, you have to go to open mics. And I was like, okay. So then that Saturday we started going to open mics and then just kept. I'm glad you took her up on that. Cause a lot of people will be well, like, no, no, no why don't I just do those bringer shows? Cause it's way easier. It's like, no, yeah, no. no, get punched in the stomach over and over and over again. It's better growth I've for you. I've never done a bringer show. I'm like, I'm not, so I'm not totally happy. against them, but you have to understand <laughs> that it, it's going to give you limited growth because that's not, that's not how you're going to grow. If you want to grow as a comedian, you, yeah. you, you're better and also off growing. Too, I just feel they're bad because it's like you're putting up people that aren't ready to really be like seen in front of audiences, like in front of their friends and family, in front of their friends and family. <laughs> and so they're, their friends and family are being nice, but also it's turning their friends and family off from genuine comedy because that's what they think a comedy yeah. show that is, is now. Exactly. They're like, oh, what it does. this is it. And it's like, so then it's like, if you start getting books on real comedy shows or, you know, someone hits you up like, oh my God, I'm doing comedy. They're like, oh great, I've been to one of those. I don't want to go back. The, the funniest thing is all my friends that were there in the beginning, like there's like, the, that are still my friends, they don't, come to shows at all because they were there for so long. They were like, dude, comedy sucks. Like, no, the comedy you saw back then sucked. Yeah, and but that can't... was just everyone finding their voice and just getting their shit together. Yeah. And then, you know, you move on and you get better shows and you're with comics who even if I eat it on stage, most of the time the show is really good. Yeah, there's other there's other people doing have There's more than enough people that I, will I, uh, de- that will deliver. I don't I don't eat it on stage. I'm really I'm really funny. Oh, okay, yeah. just confirming. Just, just wanted you to know there. you worked in radio, I've worked in comedy. I worked in radio? That's what I heard. <laughs> Could I've be a rumor. That before. I don't Could know be you knew that. I've been trying to keep that a secret. Let me google it. <laughs> New Rock 1021. Let me ask Jeeves. <laughs> wow, that's a hot. That's a hot reference. Hot reference. Does that even still reference. exist? Does Jeeves still? Jeeves, call us. Does Jeeves is Jeeves still call there? Jeeves, can you add, hey, can Jeeves. you still ask Jeeves? Email us. I'm sure you can. Is, is but is Jeeves available? I don't know. You might not be home. <laughs> Jeeves might not be. Jeeves is out anymore. for the forever. Dear so you, Jeeves, it's me, Danielle. Are you still there? <laughs> uh, no, I, I had to shave my mustache. I smell a book. I work for Google now. Uh, <laughs> so you start doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love it. And doing it well. You do well. love it. I love like I, the moment. Like I did. I was. Why do you love it? Like oh. what? And what? And and tell us also at the same time of telling us why you love it. What do you? What are you trying to get out of stand up? Like what's your voice that you're trying to find in stand up as well? Oh, man, that's scary. That's no, no, scary. not at all. No. I and I was so scared and petrified to like even like just do the class, which is like it was totally low stakes it wasn't anything but like once i started doing open mics i just was like oh my god like i love making people laugh like entertaining people i love this like weird community of all these like i remember going to the lexington and seeing how many like you know wow i got here an hour early i'm number 27 on the list there's <laughs> yeah. so many people and there's still more people signing up i'm like we're not all gonna make it like, oh no 
Give it three years and like half those people will be gone. Two more years, had the rest of them will be gone. You'll be like with three people. Like, remember the Lexington when we used to go to open mics? Be like, yeah. "Yeah." Hey, where's Clark? Oh, he's got four kids. He lives in Maine now. (laughs) He's gone. But like, that was really wild. I was like, oh, this is a side of Los Angeles like I never seen before. A community I never experienced before. And I just liked being in front of people holding their attention and like, being able to entertain I and this it's really an immediate fun. it's immediate gratification mm-hmm. i mean the Very feedback much, is yeah. immediate you say something they laugh or they don't or they but the don't, feedback yeah. is immediate it's like i remember like in the class i like the second the second because it was only four it was a four-week class and the second um class i was like so wait when do we learn how to write like a joke is this a dumb question <laughs> she's like either they laugh or they don't and a joke is a laugh and like no laugh is not a joke and you want to make the laughs consistent and closer together which if that's a joke or not i don't know but that's the immediate feedback thing do you know what i mean like that's how it's like you know something's working or not what was your first joke do you remember oh i um i still do it uh, like it's been it's changed a little bit no stop growing as a comic you should never (laughs) grow the first time you do a joke on stage it's to stay that exact same it's changed but it's basically like uh like you know i'm in a wheelchair and so that makes online dating super fun like just you know i get a lot of really kind flattering messages from guys (laughs) things like hey why don't you roll on over to my place I want to spin those wheels. <laughs> hey, hey, girl, why don't you pop a wheelie on my dick? Oh, <laughs> my God. Just so much chivalry gets thrown at me. Well, <laughs> guys are, Cupid. look, <laughs> guys in general. Yeah, so like that, that little part of it, but yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you, so going back to the comedy for you, okay, the personal journey mm-hmm. for you. Do you want to be the person that incorporates real life? Are you a type of person that eventually wants to create a persona? Like what 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 drives you to do it? Like where do you see yourself growing in comedy? Just a joke writer, you don't care what it is, funny's funny, you want to you want it to be about your life, you don't. What? I'm so I'm very, you know, I'm so new. It's like 2 years mm-hmm. is nothing. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out. I think Thank well, you for saying that. Some people wouldn't. Some people would be like, "I don't really know why I didn't get on Conan last week." Yeah. But, uh, I'm 2 years in. Where's my are where's my award? Delusional. Oh, like, you grew up here. You're just figuring that out (laughs) especially especially with the internet i mean maybe like that's a thing where it's like i i don't know i don't want to say like have an advantage over some people that like moved here don't really know how it works it's like you can like be famous in los angeles or not you can be very successful own a home have a nice life and no one needs to know your name because it's los angeles you know there's so many avenues to success it's not always getting you I know a lot of people that have been on Conan that like are on EBT. Like, let's be real. You know what I mean? They're couch surfing. They don't have jobs. They're not that employed. It does not translate into it real money. It doesn't mean no. exposure. That's no, great. You get paid nothing to do that. It doesn't. That's more of a value. You should look at that as a it's, nice validation mm-hmm. to what you chose to pursue. From people in people your industry. Care. Yes, yeah. that's You know it. what I mean? That's exactly what it is. It's a nice like, oh, look, these people think I'm good enough they, to do they, this. It's yeah. a blue check mark. They, by the way, they yeah, don't think a, I'm good yeah, enough. Yeah, which now they're giving them out to everyone. So it's like, what the heck yeah. <laughs> Everybody but me. Did you did you apply for a blue check mark? Uh, you know what? I did, and they were like, "No, <laughs> no thanks." I think because I accidentally gave them my the wrong website. Like <laughs> you my try again. my well, I will in thirty days. You got to wait thirty days or whatever. But like, 
Uh, you got to apply. But I was like, look, I've been on like TV. I've got like, I don't know, like, what do you need? So I gave him as much like bunch of clips and yeah. stuff, and like they'll verify. And you. then they were they'll like, you don't. You want to be the one. My favorite only. is when I see like people that are like mad that they didn't get verified. It's like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not mad. I don't really you. care. I just think it's like. If anything, it just, I, I don't know what the blue check just says that you're who you say you are. Like, yeah, basically. That's, that's it. what it is. That's but it what is. people are using it for is it's it's like, like I'm well, verified. I'm an verified. Elite. That means I'm famous. I matter. Yeah. Oh, so I definitely matter. matter. As soon as I'm verified, I expect to get a TV show called mm-hmm. Verified with John Huck. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That makes Fair sense. It's a reality show about me trying to get verified on Twitter. It's pretty boring. It's just Honestly, a, that's a, lot a, good screen, pitch. a lot of screen grabs. Well, the pitch just happened right here, right now. Okay. Can you help me? You, <laughs> she's not verified yet. Oh, you're not, not verified. Not oh, yet. I two years in. You got a while. I get a, well, I have technically been on Jimmy Campbell. Oh, see, verified. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. As I've, a guest, I did not do stand up. I was a guest. I've walked by Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> oh, so okay, so oh, oh, you were a guest on Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and elaborate. Okay. You, you in this like I'm gonna throw stuff like I told you about my suicide attempt, and then uh, I love <laughs> peanut butter. Let's talk about peanut butter like, or, or the stuff you just brought up before the peanut butter statement. You tried to give me peanut butter. I was like, no, thank you, Nutella, <laughs> Nutella girl. No, you and uh, Nutella, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, so it was doing comedy. Um, and this comedian, Wendy Starling, she was moving to New York. So she wanted to do all these LA things. She wanted to do The Price is Right. I was like, cool, I'm down. Um, I show up. We go through the uh, line. They Wait, so this is where? Price is Right. CBS, yeah. Okay. Um, so The Price is Right. Basically, um, the studio. every single member of the studio audience is interviewed by The Price is Right people. They ask you questions. You all get a number. They finally, they move you into the studio. And... Um, when when they were going through everyone in the line, the guy asked me, he was like, where are you from? I was like, oh, LA. He's like, oh, you're Valley Girl. And I was like, totally. I, was, I know I'm not. I just, you know, playing it up. Whatever it takes, yeah. Whatever it takes, man. And then he's like, what's your favorite game to play? And I freaked out. Because like, I know the game, but I don't know like all the, I'm not a super fan. And so I've, I was like, I blanked for a little bit. And I was like, I just want to spin the wheel. I just want to spin the wheel. And he was like, cool, all right. And then goes down everyone else in our big group. And then, you know, once they finish with us, he's like, if you get called, just follow a person in the red jacket. And I was like, cool. All right, thank you. Everyone's like, you're getting picked. I was like, no way. They want to be nice. They don't want to discriminate. I'm in a wheelchair. They don't want me to feel bad. We get seated. Literally, they're pumping in all the crazy hype music, counting down until they start shooting. <laughs> now, are you buying all this hype? Are you that excited at this point? I you're mean, buying- I'm you're you get into it. Right. So you get into right it. I'm great. into it. Okay. Like, I'm yes. excited because it's like, you it's a know, great game show. old ladies freaking doing cartwheels down <laughs> the center aisles. Oh, there are some people that fucking their go bananas. Price is right. Some people in the line is like, I've been here five times. I was like, what That's crazy. is this? <laughs> it's almost cultish, right? It's it weird. is. It felt like a cult. They take away your food and water. It felt very much like a cult. There are <laughs> no windows in there. They don't know what time it is. You don't know what. Keep they them take in away there. your phone. Like it felt like a cult. And That's so hilarious. we, you know, they're counting down, and then a woman, like a PA or something, she comes up next to me, a producer or someone. She's like, "Here is a new name tag. Yours is torn, and make sure it's on the left side and." Move your hair out of the way. Set up. (laughs) I was like, what? And then my friend looks at me and he's like, you are getting called. I was like, no. Did you not want to get called? No, I didn't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? Don't say it out loud. Winning really well. You're like, no, I'm not gonna. Like, if you do a raffle, you're not like, yeah, I'm gonna win. You're like, oh, I'm just 
Yeah. I just got this number. It's not. I have just as much a chance as anyone else. But they called You're me. You're humble. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got called. And I was the first name down to contestants row. And then I was there the entire episode. Oh, wow. The entire, like, because I know. I know the game, but I don't like know all the strategy. I was, and I was the first. You're like a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar. I was guessing really well. And so people were doing the like a dollar more, a dollar less. And they were getting up there. And then it was the last opportunity I had to get on stage, the very last round. And they had to start over because everyone overbid. And I got up and then the prizes I was playing for were a treadmill and a walk-in sauna. No. Fucking oh my way. god! Did they announce the prizes and be like, "I"? Yeah. Uh, did, they, did did they do it in an? Did they do it, it like, like straight up TV, straight face, or could you tell they were like, "Holy shit, seriously, we've got a problem." Right the the audience was like, "The fuck!" Because <laughs> oh, no. the audience knew, and I was just like, "Yay!" Like I'm on stage. Like, I was I'm gonna sell to this crap. But the announcer was like, "For a treadmill and walking sauna." Like, it was like oh, a really no. like. He said like treadmill really hushed. And, like, Oh my god! The jury was Did acting like it was a business as usual. Oh, he didn't say anything. No, he can't. What can he do? They, at the that... prize is already picked. Like they, it's such a tight operation. Like they shoot two episodes a day. They got all the games. No, set. but I mean, I would have acknowledged the weirdness of the prize. I'm like, well, this is an unfortunate turn of events. <laughs> okay, like, you know, that, that in itself would have been fucking hilarious. Been, but well. I would have just and then been like, I'm then like, okay, you can put these on eBay if you want, if you win them. <laughs> yeah, because I think they're also governed. Like they can't just all of a sudden say no to the those prizes yeah. like there's all these no yeah the companies have paid to have the prizes in there yeah. there's Holy like shit. That's how okay it's all. so there you are so this announcement so, happens you don't you don't give a shit i'm just like yeah I'm did you not care did you not care no i was like or were you not even light i was like because <laughs> they have the dolly happening they have all the fun you're <laughs> seeing all the behind you're like okay where's my good where side where's my mm-hmm. light where is my angle like i was just trying to have fun <sighs> and uh and i win you know i win my round and then he was like, hug the girls. And I was like, oh, I get both of them? Like, I was just jazzed. I was really. That's, that's the treadmill. It's in that box. Oh, so you won it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, well, you said you won your ride. I thought you meant you got up there. So wait a minute. So you won, you won the stuff. Yeah. Where's your walk-in like, sauna? Uh, I don't know. I need to call CBS. Wait, how long ago was this? This happened um, last year in May, on May 5th. Oh, wow. So a little over a year Wait a minute. I got to oh, call wow. CBS. Oh, yeah. By the way, I forgot to it claim my- It takes a really long time to get you your prizes. Oh, really? Because department is very- as, you know they have so many episodes backlogged so, yeah. I mean Jesus yeah they're like we have because it's a strip days. show right it's every day yeah yeah okay um, how long how long ago did you get that oh, too long it's I mean bad. I've been, are you trying I've, to sell it no I'm trying to put together a show at the improv where I have people like where I auction it off for charity and I have comics like roast me and then okay well this is a Jimmy Kimmel thing okay um, oh, sorry. pitch who wants to be my plus one on the cruise that I want <laughs> so wait hold on so you want a cruise too Okay, see, so, I, I love how you tell stories. Things just yeah, you're just leaving out the important all like the things. They gave me some shit prizes. So I couldn't you couldn't use. You got me focused about a sauna. Well, in terms of this is not happening. Uh, <laughs> so all over the place. Well, wait, wait. No, no, Why no, do no, people? No. We don't like to talk about other podcasts on our podcast. Right, we don't so, acknowledge that they exist. <laughs> There's other podcasts. All right, no. so um, this is your first one, right? You promise. This is the only right, one. So. This is the only one. Okay, okay. I like how you hold your hand up to make sure. No, I swear. We have one hand on a Bible over here, people. That's right. <laughs> all right, so you so you won you won the sauna, the treadmill, and you also won a trip. Yes, well, so the what episode, all did you win? Well, um, I won like technically like a Fitbit. 
Okay. I think it's there too. Like an, and uh, an iPad. But they gave me cash for the iPad. I was like, the one thing that I would be interested in. Yeah. Wait, 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 what? So what they do is once you win on the prices, right, they go over your prices with uh-huh. you and they basically say, you know, this is the value of all the prizes you won. Okay. Um, do you want them or no? And you say yes or no. And then they're like, okay, the company's going to send you this. We're going to send you this. We're going to give you cash for this. It's it's yes or no. Like they don't. So you could have said no, uh, give me cash instead of the treadmill. No, you can't say that. It's either you get the prize or no prize. Oh. And they decide how they're going to give you the prize. So like the treadmill is definitely something that probably like a company like gave them. Well, why could they would have? The they should have done cash yeah, for like, the treadmill. Apple I'm sorry. Like hey. But hey, so you got it. No, this is just mine. But, but like why Apple they- isn't like. Hey, can you advertise our products on your show? Like everyone knows what Apple is. Yeah, so they're you not know? sending them. But like the treadmill and the sauna people, that's they, that's their advertising. There's like that's it's their, called a trade in, I think, yeah, or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, a trade out. Yeah, yeah. I, I I still think that Price is Right should have been like, you know what, we're just going to give you money if you want it for these prices. They should have made an exception in this case because I would feel like such a fucking idiot if I was like they were acting like it was business as usual, like nothing strange had happened. They were like, "Are you so excited? You won your prizes?" I'm like, like "Are you fucking blind? What is wrong with you?" I was like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. Do you guys do you guys think I could try the treadmill like right now? Do you think I could? Captain Hook was here last week. He won gloves. (laughs) It was so exciting. So exciting. Um, Okay, so so they go through and they they list prizes. So then and then they say you're not allowed. You you know all you can say is then you were in the studio audience because they tape early and the episode was going to air. Oh, you couldn't tell people you were in it. Yeah, you know, broke so I mean, your privacy. And I told a few people, like, I, no, like at small shows and stuff, like, okay. like no one, no one cares. Right. Um, and I thought it was going to be like a funny thing that just like me and some other like LA comics would just laugh about and think it was silly. But the episode aired. I watched it with my roommate. We like recorded it and like I put the like you know videos on Instagram and Facebook. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting like all of these tweets. My Twitter is blowing up. From like CNN. Whoa. Because like it's gone because we're West Coast. So this has been airing all morning on the East Coast. And people are like, did you see the girl in the wheelchair shit. win the Are they thing? doing it because of what you told us? Because of how this all went down? I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. it's just so I'm clear. It's because you want a treadmill. A woman in a wheelchair winning win a, a treadmill. Oh, and a walk-in song. Okay. Like, yeah, I just want to make sure that that's just, what this I mean, was all about. Okay. You could not be more like, that's a <laughs> sketch. Do you know what I mean? That's like Saturday Night Live. That's a thing where you're like. Everyone laughs, and then they're like, Jesus Christ, what do we do? People freak out, and now it's like a real thing. Everyone's like, no, it's totally normal. where did the trip come in? So, like, the internet was legitimately freaking out. Okay. I, you were hashtagging or whatever the kids I was called. Tra- don't don't try to, Facebook. Brian, don't try to yeah, I was hip. hashtagging. Yeah, she was Facebook oh living. <laughs> this is the state of millennials in New York, just FYI. I did a show at UCB, and a comic did a joke, and a freaking audience member straight up said, retweet. And I was like, whoa, I need to get out. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, that was their response? That, that was their response. It was like, so funny. Of laughter, it was retweet. No, no, no. Oh, no. Everyone no. yell retweet no. from now on instead of laughing. I saw one at the improv years ago when she thought it was funny. She went like that instead of laughing. What is she, a beatnik from the <laughs> 60s? The it's not that? a San Francisco exactly. copy shot in 1958. In a comedy club, the whole point is to make people laugh, not make people snap their fingers or uh, yell retweet. Well, I don't think you've seen me do comedy. That's <laughs> not necessarily the point There's of what I do. There's other things that can happen, but they're not supposed to happen. He gets yeah. a lot of hashtags. That's Dude, what people just yell out, hashtag it, super huck. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I, I, I spell out hashtags sometimes. And people would be like, "That's not how you do it." I'm like, "Thank oh, you, thanks. thank you, thank you," because I was, yeah. I, I, thank you for letting me know, because 
It couldn't be more blatant that I did You're that on purpose. You're wrong. <laughs> You're millennialing All right, so. Okay, so. So, so yeah, I was like trending on like Twitter and Facebook. It was nuts. I was getting tweeted out left and right from all kinds of people. I was interviewed by like BBC, by CNN. How are they people getting a hold of you by? They contact you via Twitter? Direct or messaging they... her on Twitter? Um, like on Twitter or like other people like... Um, just Facebook friends because it's like you know like I have friends that like even though somebody like, knows I, somebody, someone who knows knows somebody someone who works at so and so works there we need to talk that. to you and, yeah. yeah yeah like where it's like oh you know that girl like it's happening it's like oh I know that girl it's like get her get her phone number or whatever get her get her <laughs> get her so um so yeah like that's what happened with Jimmy Kimmel one of the guys that was at the taping like the Price is Right taping they showed him because they showed like my group. And he used to work on the Man Show, so that producer. Do you know what like, his name is? Kimmel, Andrew Solmson. Okay. Andrew Solmson. Yeah. The comedian Andrew Solmson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. He, he must I didn't work. know he works for Kimmel. He no no he used to work, work on the Man, man show. show. He used to work on the Man Show. Because uh, 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 okay, you know okay. he does like internet computers. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Very intelligent fella, lady, and, and and a genuinely nice guy. Oh cool. Ran some great rooms back in the day. Go ahead, continue. Sorry. Um. So that's uh, just an Andrew Solmson plug, and we are now back to your story. So. The guy, you know, like, I guess the producer at Kimmel showed Kimmel and it was like, okay, watch this. And they were like, what the fuck? That was crazy. That's like, oh, dude, but we fucking know Andrew. Let's contact him. So Andrew gave him my info. And then they were like, they ran the story by me. They were like, oh, my God, this is so funny. They passed me on to another producer. And they're like, hell, yeah. Okay, so, like, are you free to do the show tomorrow? And I was like, okay. It's like, Let well, me look at my schedule. Yes, I'm okay. Yes, I'm definitely free. <laughs> and they're like, okay, he'll announce it on his show tonight. Like, all this happened, like, before. Like, I got that phone call from Kimmel around maybe, like, one. This is the same day? Two, yeah, the same and day. And then that night, he's like, tomorrow, we're going to have. that night, tomorrow. So, like, I got a phone call from, like, the CBS publicity person, like a few hours later, uh, like, oh, oh your, your episode's getting a lot of traction. Oh yeah, because you guys are idiots. <laughs> There's, you know, if you need help fielding anything, let me know. I was like, oh my god, no, it's great. I just like did an interview with people. Like I was just like, they oh, were this trying is to divert, fun. right? They were trying yeah, to have everything they were go trying... through them. Is well, that what you think was what the like, thing she was? She wasn't even really that. She just seemed very like. Oh, your episode got a lot of attention. Like, if you need help fielding anything, oh, okay. just let us know. So you don't it's think like they even... Key. Like, I don't think she thought it was as big You as were going like... to be on Kimmel. <laughs> she didn't. She had she no didn't clue. know. Okay. So, okay. like, I was doing, you know, phone call interviews all day. And then the next day... That's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the next day... <laughs> <laughs> or no, later that night, like, I started doing, like, call-ins to radio stations... They wanted me to talk about it. So I was like up all night doing that. I got a phone call from like the CBS publicity people like, oh, we want you to do the insider tomorrow morning at nine. I was like, cool. All right, I'll do that. I'm getting ready to leave. All of a sudden we get a ring on the, the door. Um, Entertainment Tonight is at my house. And they're like, oh, you came to do an interview. Hold on. How about calling up. first? They pulled up old school style. Old school paparazzi. Come with the microphone out. Ma'am, can you tell us what happened? <laughs> yeah. Where was is I? Drew Carey an asshole? <laughs> So they come and I'm just like, I'm in the bathroom and like freak out and I call like the PR woman and my roommates talking to them and like, you know, showing them inside or whatever. Getting them I, I like you guys are like, uh, yeah, come on in. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. he's like, I mean, they have the cameras, sure. And then he's like, I thought we were supposed to go there to do the interview because like he's thinking it's the same people. And she's like, no, we changed it. We're doing it here. 
And the PR, you know, I called the PR. She's like, no, do not talk to them. They, I already said no that you're doing the insider. I guess they were trying to scoop the insider. Love so, it. But this is like, kind of exciting. Wow. Really you nice. got so like, that's bathroom, like media. I'm like hiding from them. Like I call in Juan. I was like, Juan, come in here. And it's like, they have to go, whatever. And so he comes out and he's like, you are lying about who you are. Uh, <laughs> and the woman's like, you're now, she's never going to work in this town again. Who are you? <laughs> the lady are you said serious? That? Yeah, the come producer on. and entertainment tonight is like, you know. You still get back in your shitty van and get the fuck off my property. You're never going to work in this town again. You know, and then like. I was like, they're not leaving. I don't know what to do. So they go out. They start setting up their tripods and shit anyway. across the street <laughs> to catch me leaving. And I'm just like, Great. oh my God. I was like, you know, one, like my roommate, he's like, do you want me to get an umbrella? I'm like, I'm not Britney Spears. Like, this is- <laughs> you should have gone out there and done like 10 minutes. Like, hey, everybody. Well, I have your attention. It was totally. I was like, the Uber driver pulls up and she's just like, is this normal? I was like, yeah, I got people taking pictures of me every time I leave the house. Every day. Super normal. So we get to we get to um, well, well, no, okay. So before no 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 don't skip. So uh, this is a great way. This is a perfect way to like. And I had no I didn't know all this when we came I, over. This is a great way to end this podcast. This is great. Um, so um, you, you, did they leave? How did you or did you just drive away from them? They're, they're, they're still away. there, Brian. I saw them across oh, the street. They're still, they're still <laughs> there now. They bought the house. That's hilarious. You just literally like bye. Yeah. Did they try saying anything to you as you were getting in the car and like that, or did they just stand there? Did no. you wave and stuff and smile? And no, like, I just like ignore them. I just like try to get. But in the here's car. the thing that I don't understand. About, I don't know. I don't, this is really weird. But yeah. here's what I don't understand about that. It's like intrigue. That's es- it sounds like That's media it. espionage. True, but here's what I don't understand about it. Okay, so she. She makes a threat about you never working in town again. First thing, what you should have yelled from the bathroom was, uh, I was on Price is Right. That was not a gig that day. And yeah. I want a treadmill, which is why you're over here. So just in case everybody has forgotten what this is all about. Like the whole thing, it wasn't like you pulled a stunt. Yeah. yeah. You weren't like, this is going to get me. Stunt this is going to get like me that. publicity. You know I mean? like, People are going to hire me. You're, you're never going to be able to get another treadmill in this town again. Like it doesn't make any sense what she was saying. And you're like, place. well, that would be a bummer. Then I would have two things collecting <laughs> dust in the corner. Oh my gosh. So, um, because I don't what what is it that they wanted from you? Like that's the other thing too. If they were that, like what were they expecting? No, I don't know. They probably they wanted like they were. Um, what were they, they told scooping? My roommate, they wanted like you know older pictures of me. They had videos of me doing stand up. I don't know, just like stuff about me. I don't know. It's like, so weird. But anyway, it's super so, weird. So you boogie out of town. Yeah, out. I boogied out. I went and I had only been doing comedy for like a little over a year at that point. So it's not even like you know what I mean. Like the. Oh, I have a shitty tape of me. Right. Of, yeah, yeah. Wait, now, were you I don't aware? Want to put that out. I was going to say, were you aware enough to know, like, hey, I got to be careful here. I don't want to be putting stuff out that I well, shouldn't be. Okay. Definitely. Good, good. Yeah. No, I was like, I don't have any material to burn. Like, I you know there's, I mean, I do, but like, it's not. And then that's it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Her 10 minutes. Uh, she's been working on for a year. Like, but, um, they, so then after that, then they, I did like other like uh, Fox News Channel affiliate radio or not radio, like TV things. And then she was like, okay, so the Late Late Show with James Corden, do you want to do that? And I was like, oh yeah, for sure. She was like, tonight. And I was like, oh, I'm doing Kimmel tonight. And her face, she looks so Who nice. is it? Who is this? Which the is- CBS publicity woman. She oh, because you were, that's not CBS. She was like, mm. Well, you have a right to do whatever you want, no, first yeah. off. I know. And she was like, but well, she's trying to get you on a CBS, CBS show. family and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just I've I already... looked at her and I was like, I'm a stand up comedian and it's Kimmel. Like, it, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you were, this is a face to face conversation. Yeah, this is oh, like happening in okay. person. I was like, I, 
And then I was like, I already said yes. And then I was like, he announced it on his show last night. And she was like, hold up. And so she went to check. And then she checked and she it was true. Have known that. She should have known that anyway. But that was that was a thing where it was like CBS was I think they really just wanted it to go away. They did. They, really they did. And when they realized it they wasn't were, when they, they were realized it wasn't, they were like more pissed. <laughs> but that's what if they thought they're like, okay, if this is gonna turn into something, let's turn it into something on our let's get ratings for our shows. And then when you're like, oh, I'm doing an ABC show, they're like, da, 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 wait. But like that conversation, I mean, like the fact that like Kimmel contacted me like by one. They had all of my info. They knew where. You know they knew, I mean? they, they had all they, of my. You're info. right. They wanted it to go away. They, they wanted, wanted it to be they, nothing. Because they were getting real. I mean, some of the articles, like blog people tweeting us, people were pissed. They were mad at Drew Carey. They were mad at like the prices. Right? They're like, how could they do that to that girl? That's so mean. It's like. Meanwhile, what's your interview on Kimmel? Like, are you are you like I'm mad at prices? Right? No, no you're like this is like, pretty this fun. Is super cool. They were like, just show up. All right. They didn't tell me anything. That's funny. I so like, sounded like, like our podcast. We told you nothing. Told yeah, told and me nothing. And here we are now doing the I same go, thing. That and I brought a treadmill, which talking, is weird. And we talk about like the experience and all that. And then he has me guess the price of peanut butter, and I guess it wrong. And then he was like, "Oh, but you win wheelchair accessible cruise, wheelchair oh. accessible accommodation. Oh wow, wheelchair accessible all real by the way. Yeah. Okay, all real. Yeah. Okay. That's so it was really nice. It was really fun. Like it was amazing. I it bet you great. James Corden not. This isn't anything against James Corden, but I bet they wouldn't have done that. I bet they would have just been like a a humorous story, and they would have moved on and thinking, okay, she got what she needed. But the, but Kimmel was nice enough. I think that was yeah. a really nice, was really nice cruise. Did you take yeah. the cruise? No, not yet. I'm still I'm still figuring out the dates. Right? Yeah, but I'm excited. But That's it's awesome. It, but you made the joke earlier about like a cruise date or something like that. Is that how they set oh, it up? Yeah, or you no. were just saying so that as being silly? The show, like, because I have the treadmill. It's like I want to auction. I want to do a show where I auction off for charity. And then I have like comics like roast me slash pitch why they should be my plus one on the cruise. Oh, oh got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I get, yeah, I then you can pick that one. When when are you going to do all that stuff? Like, what's the it, 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 well in general? In like general. The, 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 the probably thought. this fall. This fall. Okay, get it. I'll get it together. This fall, not on CBS. That is unbelievable. So after the Kimmel thing went down, though, did it kind of just it all kind of. I mean, it was it was cool. It was interesting. Like, definitely. Did it keep going for a while, or did it slow down after that? Like, I, you kind of did what you needed to do as far as like where it was going to go. I got. Um, I mean, I got booked more on just like regular shows, but also um, I was put in a contact with some sort of like manager types. Mm-hmm. But it's like also it's like I've been doing comedy for a year. Yeah. Like, you, it's not, you've got you've got a little while I before have, you're ready for like yeah. representation and all that kind all of stuff. Of that. But so it's like so that's great that like I have kind of like at least um something that people can like point to and like it still even comes up now where like I'll get um opportunities to like audition for things. Oh, okay. But it's like I'm still figuring I'm still figuring out my voice still figuring right. out comedy sure. like it's yeah. a, it's a cool thing that happened you can go to auditions nice. yeah but stand up is just going to take you a little longer to find yeah. exactly what you're trying yeah. to say yeah and so like I'm not in I'm not in any rush like I'm aware that it's a long con I'm aware of like people that like I look up to that I really enjoy their comedy it's like I know that wow you know they put in 9 8 10 years of work and I'm seeing them at this point like Marcella Arguello, you know what I mean? She's like been doing out midnight a ton and she's like popping off and it's like, okay, that's 10 years. Like I'm seeing someone 10 years in. And so it's like, I've got plenty of time. Um, 
figuring out what my voice is. Like, I don't know. I just, I like talking about personal stuff, but I also like a lot of like the really silly kind of alt character stuff that happens on the east side. What, what comics influenced you, like stand-up wise? I love like Margaret Cho. Like I remember watching American Girl when I was little, Janine Garofalo. I love Natasha Leggero. She's funny. So yeah. So much. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my sensibility. That's cool. That's what I'm into. Yeah. Where do we go from here with you? Like, are you, uh, what other things like, do you well, want to do other out, than stand up? Start there. Um, like, what's that, like, for you? Because you, you, well, you, yeah, well, I mean, you were talking, I mean, you it did so many things it. growing up, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a lot. You were, you exposed yourself to a lot mm-hmm. as far as the creative world goes. Yeah. And stand up is very specific, but you, it usually leads to something else. Unless yeah. you just want to be a touring stand up and sure. just do whatever, HBO specials or something like that. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But most people usually never stop there, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, um, I think, oh man. Uh, like, Price right, is Right or Again? <laughs> again. Oh, we're going for round two. Are there any other game shows that are still on other than that? Or is, or is that the last yeah, remaining? Let's no, Make a Deal? There's, um, well, Let's the, Make a Deal still on? After Wheel the Price is Fortune. Right? Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of okay, so we still got Wheel of Fortune for you. What else do we have? As far as she goals wants to do a game show no, tour. No, goals. This oh, year. oh, okay. These are her goals. Tour. These are my goals. All right. So anyway, sorry. So like so what, what are the things that you would like to, you know, coming up over the next few years, try to... Well, I mean, we'll see. Like, I love the idea of, like, writing my own TV show, mm-hmm. acting in it, producing, directing. I don't, like, I don't want to say no to anything. It's good. Yeah. Don't. I don't, like, that's, uh, that's, like, the hard question that I feel like is being asked of me a lot. Like, what do you want? And it's, like, my friend Madison, she's like, I want an Emmy. And I was like, well, God damn it. Like, that's really. Very specific. Very specific. And, yes. and, like, and you know what that career kind of looks yeah. like you understand what that like trajectory is and i'm like i don't know like i just want to be funny yeah. like I, I want to like be employable like i don't know i'm still figuring it out but i think like i definitely i like being in front of people i like being live in front of people like i really enjoy stand-up um this year like i've been traveling a lot more like i'm gonna go to portland again i'm gonna go to minneapolis i went to new york so um for comedy. For comedy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like seeing like, oh, is like touring and being on the road like for me mm-hmm. and stuff like that, figuring it out. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I want to start oh, I'm trying to write more sketches and, and do that. So we'll That's see. Good. I know. I sound, but no, I know but I sound like an idiot. No, no, no. no. I, I think, I, think I was not expecting an exact, exact answer. Exact. I just wanted to make sure we asked. <laughs> Where can people find you? Oh, sure. You can find me on Twitter at Diva Deluxe. No E at the end. Who made that when they weren't famous? <laughs> Who made that before it mattered? Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Danielle Perez. Just add me. I'll friend you. Look at that. Yeah. Open to be That's friends with everybody. Yeah. And then uh, the Danielle Perez at gmail.com if you like have feedback for me. Look at that. We don't have many. Li- we, don't, we don't have many guests give out their email for the listeners. <laughs> book hey, me. No, look, yeah. Please fine. book me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bookers listen to this show. <laughs> Um, that what I love about this show is like literally out of nowhere, you just threw that story at us, and I know, I know, I, I, I know, I, know I should, knew, and that's why I thought you wanted me on. No, like, no that's usually you, why people want me. On. No, I feel like I, I, I feel like I know this. Did you tell it at that test, at Tess's show? I feel like part of it I've heard. I feel like I don't. I maybe I saw it on. I must have seen it online. Maybe I saw it online. Yeah, because uh the I have the clip, but I don't know. Like I, I told a story about like sneaking out to a rave at Tessa's. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I swear I can see you're hiding all these <laughs> stories. 
No, the, the whole. The, I'm just glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, you live in the neighborhood. I just. I always remembered like the, the backyard <laughs> thing, and then just the the buildup of the awkwardness of like okay. And I and I think I also sent you a happy birthday, and I said I'm your neighbor. I just. Oh and yeah, I, I, I remember And I said that. I'm your creepy neighbor. Like just yeah, and she was like, like and block Hi. and mute yeah. and yeah. call the police. <laughs> so it was only a matter of time before um, I, I was forced my way in yeah. to do this podcast. Yeah, kind of like Entertainment Tonight style. Was yeah, we didn't, we didn't realize yeah, that we were, who it was. We took Entertainment it out. Tonight. We didn't realize we took a page out of their playbook. You really yeah. did. You show up with some equipment. Address, and by the way, you probably will work in this town again. To be quite honest, this show will have no bearing on your career. And we will be forgotten long before you. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks for doing the show. Thank you guys for having me. This great seventy really fifth episode, guys. That really? was it. Was a great seventy fifth. Yeah, episode. it was perfect. Agreed. We had no idea how special that was going to be. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> 